0: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: This week in Lee, Dr. Tomata euthanizes a terminally ill NRL career. Say, Glenn, have they selected the next Broncos captain yet?
2: It's Friday, Friday. The Broncos captain's Friday. We, we, we. We 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 so excited! And we'll preview all of the action for Round Twenty Three of NRL Season Two Thousand Eleven. All that and more this week in League.
1: Welcome to Episode Sixty of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn, aka Baldy Greg. <laughs> so I've been called <laughs> Baldy on Greg. other podcasts. Okay, let's get straight into the housekeeping. Do you have any details for me on the uh, Krispy Kreme burger eating occasion this Sunday?
2: I do. I have details for everyone. On um, Monday, I went down and spoke to Chris, the owner of Chompers at Oxley, and teed up 12 p.m. this Sunday, the 14th of August to uh, for you to partake in the double double goodness mm. and uh we invite any twill nation fans any listeners of the show that want to come down and perhaps partake in a double double of their own or just watch you glass enjoy myself <laughs> <laughs> um you know there'll be all sorts of interaction it'd be great to see whoever can make it there and and um say hello uh, but yeah, twelve pm at Chompers at Oxley. We'll put the details on the website, and um, you can get amongst the uh, double double goodness.
1: And if you are going to do it, if you are going to come along, um, maybe send us a tweet.
2: And uh, yeah, and- tweet us or hit us up on Facebook so we can give them some idea of numbers. So if you can let us know uh, by, f- let's say, by kickoff of Friday night footy, yep. that'd be great. So we can um, give them a call on Saturday. And, and uh, there's, there's
1: a couple of people that have said they're interested in, uh, in tackling the same the the double double. A um, couple of people who indicated they're going to be soft and have like, you know, the mini sort of half version of that. Um, but yeah, let us know which one you're going to tackle as well. Okay, and the other thing is Saturday night this week, we will be going to the Titans game at Skilled. Yes, Guild, we will. Um, Before the game. Doing
2: our bit for the Titans crowd numbers.
1: Exactly. We will literally probably be tripling the crowd numbers. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> two of us. The <laughs> two of us. <laughs> uh, but before the game, we will be at the Titanium Bar, as as Titans for the Days do. Yes. And um also, Saturday night, the Titans game versus the Storm is on, obviously. We are going to be at that game, so obviously the game kicks off at 7.30. However, before the game, from about, I would imagine, 4.30-ish, maybe 4, yep. we're going to be at the Titanium Bar. Yes, we will. Titans for the Day. Titans for the Day. Uh, courtesy of Choppy Close um, so if anyone wants to come along to the Titanium Bar Titans fans or Storms fans or anyone in general Forty fans 40 fans, fans fans of life
2: fans of fun happy exactly. good times exactly. fans of sunshine and daffodils and rainbows Silence.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, but yeah, if if you're a fan of stuff, then feel free to come down and share a a beverage. Um, I'm told the titanium bar has beverages uh, for sale that you can that you can enjoy on premises. You can buy uh, me one because Nate is driving. (laughs) <laughs> Yet to be determined <laughs> who's driving. However, I think I thought the opposite was actually offered on email. Yeah, it, the was. Day. Um, it was. But in any case, we're going to be there probably 4, 4.30, I would say. Uh, we're going to be grabbing a feed. We're going to be having drinks. We're going to be leaving there at about 6 uh, to go over to the game. So, of course, if you're going to the game, you know, let us know on Twitter as well. And uh, we would love to catch up
2: at uh, one of the fine bars at the ground as well. No doubt about it. Or perhaps at one of the not-so-fine bars where I'll be because I generally don't get into fine bars. Being from Campbelltown or not,
1: it's at skilled. All of the bars are fine. What if I'm not wearing shoes? You'll be wearing shoes. Okay. You won't get in the titanium bar. Good point. All right. So that's me. One of the fine bars then. Okay. Um. So yeah, at the at the titanium bar. Um, Can you lend me a up, pair of shoes? No. Oh. Uh. Up until up until six pm, we'll be at the titanium bar. After that, we will be on route and then at the game. Obviously, game kicks off at a seven thirty game on Saturday.
2: Be there. I look forward to seeing. Any 12 Nation members that want to come along.
1: Agreed. News. First story, more problems at the Roosters. The Sydney Roosters have called a disciplinary meeting, and this is going to happen tomorrow in our time. It will be, uh, I guess it will be yesterday, this would have happened. But uh, I think we should briefly go over the story anyway. It's Um, weird when we do that. Yeah, it is. But, I mean, it's going to be the biggest story of the week, I would say. um, And there's potential sackings to come out of this. Now, the sackings we're talking about, are um, the fate uh, to be determined, will be Nate Miles, Todd Carney, and Frank Paul Nuisala. Who They they broke a team booze band in the early hours of this being Tuesday morning. This is about no one other than Cod Carney, really. Yeah, the story broke uh, literally today. It happened in the early hours of the morning. story broke today. Uh, a cab driver phoned the club, the Roosters, to inform officials there that they uh, have a fair hail between a Double Bay hotel and an Oxford Street pub late last night. The Roosters then released a statement at 4.30pm stating, The Sydney Roosters NRL playing squad made the commitment last week to avoid alcohol consumption for a two-week period. The club confirmed that the players were at two eastern suburbs establishments on Monday night. Investigations by the club have found no evidence of any antisocial conduct. The Sydney Roosters disciplinary committee will meet tomorrow morning and until that time, the club will be making no further comment. In the interim, the Roosters today announced the same line-up that took to the field in round 22. So... What has been alleged is that uh although they weren't, you know, pissing on people or shitting on them or wrecking balling them, they had been drinking and that was against Or them. wrecking balling. them. <laughs> yeah. Well what else is Frank Paul known for? Dropping it or wrecking yeah. balling it. Um so growing
2: uh, a fairly impressive afro though.
1: He is he is obviously, that. you know, and he wanted to you know take And when he's sober though. He wanted to try and go grab some ladies with that afro. But they also grab some drinks and uh what do you
2: make of this story? End of Carney or what? Something has to be done. As a parent, I don't really buy into the role model thing because so so as a
1: as a parent of a of a child with a drinking problem, <laughs> drinking, <laughs> drinking chocolate <laughs> milk or something, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: he doesn't doesn't want he does drink too much apple juice. That kid, but as a parent, I don't really buy into the role model thing. Um, I think if if Jackson ever grew up and had um, a footy player as a a role model as such or or put him up on a pedestal and that was how he wanted to grow and live his life um, outside of a sport, Mm -hmm. then I think I might have done a pretty shabby job as a parent. (laughs) Um, And I think any kid that's looking up to Todd Carney and guys like that um, probably isn't really looking at what they're doing off the field. So I don't really buy into the role model thing. Um, What I do buy into is To play professional sport and certainly to play rugby league professionally, which is a game that I love, I see that as a very, very, very privileged position for these guys to be in, and to be in that position at a very young age is something that obviously not many people get to do, and they're afforded all sorts of luxuries and all sorts of uh, benefits as a result of being a first-grade NRL star, and... Todd Carney, on more than one occasion, has openly admitted his issues with alcohol, and no one is saying he's intoxicated or had any. Well, let's
1: face it. Before, I mean, you know, he had a massive career that that that, that uh, of of uh, what would you say, misbehaviour mm. at Canberra. Yep. Got the ass, sat out, and you know, played you know park footy in North Queensland for a year. Came back to the Roosters, and even since then, he's had two incidents. This yeah. is number three. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even think it comes down to the role model side of things. Um, it sounds like, I mean, for a, a normal a civilian, if you will, he didn't do anything wrong this time. However, if the side agreed that they were going to avoid alcohol consumption, then that's an undertaking that he's voluntarily made, yep. broke it you know, less than a week later, and therefore, even though it may not have been illegal, he's definitely going to be subject to disciplinary action. As,
2: if you've learnt your lesson from... The previous indiscretions, and certainly the indiscretion of earlier this season, where he was read the riot act, and and you know the media was all over it and all the rest of it. If if I was in that position, and granted I'm a bit older than Todd Carney, and I probably have people around me that are more inclined to call me a dickhead if I was to behave in such a fashion, um, where yeah, he probably dickhead. sorry I said yeah you dickhead yeah exactly <laughs> no doubt you would pull me aside if you thought I was being a dickhead and say look what you're doing to your life or to your family or whatever. doesn't always work, though, because I did do that at the Origin game. <laughs> <laughs> I was only embarrassing you, so that was fine. Um, but I just I just don't get how he hasn't said to himself, you know what, I'm going to drink water and air. That's it.
1: <laughs> and I'll go and I'll, I'll play poker at home and the guys can come around my place. Or I'm just gonna, we play Xbox. Yeah. You know? Like,
2: <laughs> I'm not going to put myself in any position where the media can jump on something and make a mountain out of a molehill, which they may well be doing in this case. Well, they do. I mean, they, they may anyway. I mean, like there was an article I saw on the Daily
1: Telegraph uh, weeks ago where it was the story was about how he went and got another tattoo. Mm. And it's like, oh, you know, his mind's done on football. He went and got a tattoo. Oh, fucking Jesus Christ. Such a lot of bullshit. However, this cabbie as well. What a what a fucking narc
2: he well, is. I hope I, I, hope I never <laughs> get into his cab. If he what? rings my wife and says, "Look, your husband just fell out onto the road, sands pants into a pool of <laughs> his own vomit." I mean, those secrets are supposed to stay in a cab.
1: Yeah, but I mean, the, and going back to what the you know the statement, it wasn't anything like. I mean, it was all it was no antisocial conduct or anything. No. He's just gone.
2: Hmm. He's either the- a Roosters fan that's really pissed off at how they're going this season.
1: That guy, <laughs> the guy looks like the cover of Mad magazine, the big <laughs> black dude and the dwarf. <laughs> They're either part of a traveling circus the or I'm fake. Yeah. I'm, they, they're either, I'm, I, I either know them from seeing, like, you know, the Lennon Circus on tour or they're, the, they're, they're pivotal members of the Sydney Roosters. <laughs> Called up Lennon's and they said, no, mate, we're not touring Sydney at the moment. <laughs> so he's going, okay, then I'll call the Roosters. Well,
2: that, canc- that cancels out option A. <laughs> Time to ring Nick Politis.
1: Yeah. So, um, could
2: be a nothing issue. Um, but something has to be done to Carney that has to get it through his head, whether that's not play football for a year or however long it takes. Um, I don't know if that's the answer. But this is only this is symptomatic of, of the issue at hand, and the Roosters failed to deal with Carney's problems earlier this season when he sort of, well, I thought at that stage he'd hit rock bottom, yep. and it was a bit of a cry for help, et cetera. And they didn't deal with it effectively. And he was playing. He was back playing first grade before they knew it. And that was probably to save their season, which is now screwed. Um, you know how they deal with it now. It's the, the horse is probably bolted. Um, there's only one man that can save Todd Carney now, and that's Tim Sheens. Because
1: <laughs> he did such a great job with <laughs> <And> <laughs> <Dane some> Laurie.
2: It's <laughs> an interesting segue, but there's some people who just can't save Nathan. You know, I'm going to
1: have to uh, segue straight to that story now because um, it was the last story. But hey. Let's get it on right now. The continuous saga involving the continuous indiscretions of Arana Tomata continues. Panther's bad boy. Now he's Doctor.
2: Doctor Tomata.
1: He will face court next week after being charged with stealing the club doctor's prescription pad and falsifying details. We mentioned this story a number of weeks ago. It went very quiet immediately after, but as it turns out, he was charged on June 24th, 10 days after the alleged offence took place. Phil Gould immediately stood him down as we reported and it appears that his footballing future will remain in limbo until the legal process is complete. Uh, police spokesman said that detectives t- searched Tomata's Constitution Hill home and allegedly found several items of interest. He was then charged with the theft and falsification of the prescription pad, which was allegedly used to obtain behind-the-counter sedatives such as Valium. Tomata will appear before a Parramatta local court on Wednesday next week. None of his previous club sackings have related to drugs. The new charters represent the most serious off-field incident he has faced in a brief yet turbulent NRL
2: career with seven clubs, five of which he's been given the arse from. Yeah, the only only club he's going to be running around for in the future is the Celtic Crusaders.
1: (laughs) The 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 magical invisible club that doesn't exist (laughs) anymore.
2: (laughs) Prodigious talent that was, you know, numerous clubs now have, have tried to make a go of, but... You cannot make a silk purse out of a sow's ear, as they say, and you've just got to have something upstairs to make you a consistent first grader. And you can't just have you can't just have talent. Some people make it without that much talent yep. because they've got a work ethic and they've got you know the drive and the inclination that they can make something of a career out of footy. And other people have all the talent in the world and sweet fuck all going on upstairs. That's it. Allegedly, because it's still a matter of the courts. <laughs> yeah,
1: and uh, I only brought that story up a because we kind of been following. Him. He yeah. seems to have been sacked and and resurrected a couple of times. Yeah, well, during, uh, during mean, the run of this show,
2: we um we spoke about him at length last season too. Every time it looked like he might have got a run in first grade with the Tigers, or um, then he went to the Cowboys, and you know, so we've covered him fairly extensively. It's any only, only fair that we comment on what will soon be the end of his rugby league career. And then one of your little man crushes.
1: I've never had a man crush.
2: I hoped he was going to play well for the Tigers, but wouldn't, wouldn't, he's, <laughs> he's not in not my t- top five man crushes, no way. Top five? You've got five you can name.
1: With who's the other three? I mean, Sonny, Bill and Rennie are two of them. Who's the other three?
2: two. Dan Carter.
1: Um. you union man crush. Okay,
2: interesting. Keep you'd going. Have to, yeah, you'd have to give me some time. It's not something I sit and think about at night. So two of your,
1: two, two your three man crushes, the top three man crushes. It's are, not something I sit and think players. about late
2: at night in my undies smarter than honey. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, And how do, how do you get honey? I don't get know honey, why you brought that up. How, how, do you, how, do
1: you get, how did you get honey out of sheets? <laughs> <laughs> you got your whole regime down pat. I
2: don't know, I'm married. <laughs> Nicklin <laughs> does it for me. <laughs>
1: oh, Jesus Christ. Injuries, injuries, injuries galore. Jason King. Manly co-captain Jason King has vowed to stick with his teammates for every minute of the finals charge after scans confirmed he will be missing the rest of the NRL season. Um, The Seagulls on Monday, they confirmed that King suffered a torn pectoral muscle during the first half of Sunday's 36-8 demolition of the Sydney Roosters at Brookvale Oval. Uh, King consulted a surgeon on Monday and is expected to undergo an operation this week. And he said, It's a tough game and I play up front where injuries can always be just around the corner. But I'm part of the team and will remain so. I'll be with the team every minute of their finals charge. And I'm confident in our depth to cover any situation. The mix of experience and youth is as good as I can remember at the club. And this is a special bunch of maze going in the one direction. Um, bad luck for Kingy. Peck injuries. Seem to be a highlight of this season. Flavor really. of the flavor of the season. And as far as the injuries, I mean, you know, you have a, uh, I mean, oh, there's always you know, you know hammies going. Um, yeah. Less knee injuries this year, I, I would imagine. I think it's more pecs. Yep. Yeah. And it, I guess it's the symptom. You see the, the story in the paper train.
2: today saying that there's they they're accounting some of it to the wrestling and also uh, vitamin supplements.
1: The yeah, creatine and stuff they're yeah. blaming, which is you know I mean like yeah creatine's only been you know popularised to you know professional athletes for about. Thirteen, fourteen, fifteen years. Yeah, yeah. It's a long bay. <laughs> it's a new thing. Yeah, I bet the wrestling training. I can understand it. That's that, I mean, because is an injury normally associated with with wrestling. itself. and I guess more of that's character. I mean, if that was the, the case,
2: why haven't the entire Melbourne's top forward pack gone down with peck injuries? <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, the other because the other the, the other thing is you know it's steroid use. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, who knows? I don't want to say you know. I don't want to call a team a team cheats, even if they've been proven, you know, conclusively
2: yeah, you know, to be cheats. Oh. <laughs> just saying. Hash just saying. Uh <laughs> views currently being expressed by Nathan are views of Nathan and Nathan alone, and not shared by I any said other. hash any, just saying any other hosts of this week in league.
1: <laughs> if you say if you put hash just saying, it means oh, it's, like, it is really? yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not a thing then. It's okay. like it's like saying allegedly in front of everything. Okay. Uh next injury, Chris, Betty White, Lawrence. West Tigers center, Chris stop. Lawrence, in doubt nah, for his side's likely...
2: I'm just going to talk through the whole thing. Shut up. Go for it. Stop calling him.
1: He's got a worse than expected tear to his right hamstring. Yeah. He's fallen and he can't get up. The news will deflate the Tigers after their victory over St. George oh, Illawarra on Friday deflate night. deflate us. This is hey the news said it, was so true. We're like a bulletproof balloon, the if ti- that could
2: even exist. The Tigers'
1: recent form has coincided with Tiger Lawrence's down. return from a dislocated bulletproof
2: hip. Bulletproof balloon. Indeflatable.
1: <laughs> While the rest of his teammates travelled to the south coast of New South Wales for a three-day camp at Kyamia yesterday, Lawrence remained in Sydney so he could use the club's hyperbaric chamber in a bid to hasten his rehabilitation. He's considered a fast healer and a professional when it comes to recovery and rehab. Of
2: course he is. He's a tiger. He's a professional. He's so drinking him, tigers' blood.
1: Yeah. And, tiger blood. And look at and look what happened to him. And look what happened to him.
2: No, he will be now.
1: He's not even a tampon. He's like in for three games out for a season. In. For- <laughs> <laughs>
2: In for five, out for fifteen.
1: <laughs> exactly. Um he and it was actually Twitter where he broke the news, yeah, uh, yeah, scan results weren't as good as I'd hoped. Four to five weeks out it looks like, very frustrating. I'd say if it's four to five week bracket, I'd expect to see him back for the first round of the finals. Yep. Should the Tigers not implode and allow someone like South's or doggies.
2: <laughs> not even remotely going to happen. By the time he gets back, we'll uh, be two-thirds of the way through a 12-game winning streak to take out the 2011 NRL Premiership. Um, he'll be a welcome addition to our side, which will be, you know, probably riding high. Riding high atop the uh, bottom eight. Of the- <laughs> 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 By the bottom, uh, bottom half of the top eight. And uh, look, he'll... Slip into the side. Lottie be back by then. Him and Gareth and Lottie.
1: No combination. Louie. it would be like a team of Bo Ryans with amputated hands.
2: It's just, <laughs> mate, it, they don't need to play together that to have that combination. You've seen that Chris has slipped straight into the side. Uh, Gareth slipped straight into the side, and it's like they've never been away, mate. It's just like they just run. They just run for born free. As free as the wind blows.
1: So this is a singing episode, is it? Oh, it could be. I
2: don't know. Call it what you will. I mean, I could sing songs about tigers all night. I've got thousands of them.
1: Also, Bo Scott is in doubt for Sunday's match against the Roosters with a hamstring injury. Let's talk
2: about Chris Lawrence a bit more. And? World's best center.
1: Jamie Soward left the field suffering with back spasms.
2: Mm.
1: Fucking Steve Matai goes on the field with back
2: spasms. You said your heart was in your back. How does (laughs) that happen? Exactly. I always knew there was something deformed about Jamie Soward. P. Suck Hart. it up, Jamie.
1: P. Hart done nothing to to prove himself, uh, you know, to disprove the rock star thing that they were going on and about with uh, exactly before the Origin right. series this year. Gotta come
2: off the field, get back on your cat. I heard that's what I heard from the <laughs> sideline. That's
1: what you heard from your mouth. <laughs>
2: <laughs> when I was on the sideline in my mind.
1: Okay. And everyone, kung fu stomping, Cronulla Skiffo, Paul Gallen, <laughs> is likely to miss Monday night's NRL clash with Canterbury. Everybody
2: was kung fu stomping. This is a singing
1: episode, uh, and he's charged for lashing out with his boot at Gold Coast Bo Henry. Gallon received a grade one dangerous contact charge from the NRL Match Review Committee, and he will be, obviously, by the time you listen to this, he'll be out for a week, I would imagine. Didn't do Uh,
2: himself any favours by saying, I was just trying to get him out of the way. Yeah, so you Um,
1: were (laughs) were deliberately, so you knew he was there and you still did it. And a lot of the commentators were like... Paul, Paul,
2: Paul, Paul, Paul.
1: The thing is... uh, He's going to get a week, whether he, you know,
2: a guilty plea or an
1: unsuccessful defence. He's going to get. He's going to get a week.
2: Out of all the grubby things that Paul Gallen's done in his life, <laughs> yeah. you'd think he would have picked up how to lie. <laughs> yeah,
1: and the thing is, they say the commentators like they were like latched onto him to like cover for him. The second it happened, they're like, "Oh well, he clearly doesn't look back, so he didn't know he was there." Yeah, because he didn't know there was a guy who wrapped Hang around on, his fucking stay foot. There.
2: Yeah, Hang on, I got my back turned, right. Yeah, I'm just gonna horse kick you in the nuts without looking, just to show you.
1: <laughs> no, but first, first, hang on. First, no, no, I
2: just want to show you. First,
1: I have to grab you around the leg. Yeah, and hold your leg because you don't know I'm there. No, exactly. I mean, if you hold my leg, I wouldn't know you're yeah, there. That's gravity holding my right <laughs> leg down. <the> fucking <laughs> ridiculousness. Um,
2: hey, when do we get to horse kick you in the nuts?
1: Uh, never. Uh-huh. You have th- fun. <laughs> 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 now, so really. He's uh, he, there's there's no defence for it. Um A lot of people are saying you know he's only going to get a week, though. Yeah, a lot of people are saying kicked him in the face. I don't think there was any contact made with the face, and there probably wasn't intent to get to boot him in the face either. Because if there was, holy fuck! Do you not attract
2: but, carryover points for Grubbery?
1: Well, I say he's he's probably the the statute of limitations. He's probably used them all up because remember it's been a while. <laughs> he's back since to he's, zero. <laughs> yeah, he's back to zero because I mean it's it's. it's it's like when you're drunk, you know, eventually the alcohol leaves your system, you know. And in this case, so does, does, so does the memory of Paul Gallon's grubbiness. And uh, he's, yeah, I guess he, I, I think the the key thing is they're saying it's a grade one, so it's just not worth a lot of points to him anyway.
2: The, uh, I think it was pretty ordinary. that no, was very ordinary. His, his own defense on the field didn't do anything to uh, sway my decision um, that it was pretty grubby and something that it was void of his game may well have been accidental. Didn't certainly didn't seem like it and certainly didn't sound like it from his own explanation to the referee. So I'm surprised he's only getting one week. Um, Dugan's thing was a completely different situation. Accidental. Yeah.
1: And, I, he's, and he's not been charged.
2: Yep, And not because it's Josh Dugan, not Paul Gallen. I think if you turn the two situations around and that was Dugan he was lashing there. out at Henry, then yeah. I would probably have the same opinion. It looked that, accidental
1: but. to me and, um, and that's what the match review committee decided as well. So Dugan's off the hook. However, one person is on the hook, which is a fucking disgrace. The Ottoman got a grade one dangerous throw. He's going to get a week with an early guilty plea. If he unsuccessfully challenges it, it's a week as well. And the best thing about the article that I like is that that Romulo's loss would be a major one for the Bulldogs, who remain alive in the race for the top eight without first choice Michael
2: Ennis. Of course it is. So there you go. Romulo, finally,
1: finally mainstream media. Yeah.
2: Is onto it. My first reaction when I heard he was on report was "Say it ain't so, say it ain't <laughs> so, ref." But clearly, he took it easy on the bloke. The fact yeah. that they didn't have to get the jaws of life to extract him from the turf would indicate that the Rom- that the ottoman, the Romulo, the ottoman didn't hit him to ground with the full force that he was capable of.
1: And then you look at it's Romulo versus Tarek Sims. Yeah, that is David versus Goliath. And just because, just because... Don't you, don't you call Tarek David? <laughs> Romulo versus Tarek seems was clearly an unfair battle. Stacked heavily in the favour of the Ottoman. Of course. Um, and the fact that he lived... Tarek I mean, never stood a, a chance. He, he didn't stand a chance. And the fact that he escaped with his life should be sufficient to let off, Romulo off the hook on this occasion. Um, I like, well, he's going to be gone for a week. Yeah. Which is a shame because, I mean, become accustomed to first grade regular... Uh, performances of the Ottoman it's great there's been a revelation
2: you could say for the Bulldogs in the last couple of weeks it could be, well be the revelation of 2000, 2011 NRL season if we um, rigged the comp
1: although there'd be tons of votes if we put him up there there'd be, yeah. there'd be so many votes he'd win the landslide I reckon it's going to be great there'd be one protest vote from uh, from
2: Kyle um, no one cares what he thinks yeah. um, co-pilot of Team Grant. how great's it going to be get the Ottoman on the line yeah I'm not saying we're going to ring him up. I'm saying that's going to be like the, the pitch for ING or whoever, Tony <laughs> <Greg>. <laughs> Get the Ottoman on the line. Get the Ottoman on the line. Yes. Now... We need to talk to him before the season's end, Yeah, we should. Well, if he's got a week off, maybe we can Do we understand up. a word he says? Does he speak in Italian? Does he speak his hope own so. language? Does he speak Ottoman? I hope so. His own language. It just adds to the mystique. That's one thing. We don't, we don't actually speak Ottoman. Has, we it, created him. We just don't <laughs> speak his language. It adds
1: to the mystique. Now, the last story... As we, as, as Glenn so beautifully revealed in the uh, open of the show, Sam Thayday, he's been named as the next captain of the Broncos. Today, the Broncos announced that the Kangaroos and Maroons' second row would replace record-breaker Darren Lockyer as skipper at Red Hill from next season. 26-year-old also revealed he'd inked a new deal that would keep him at the club until 2015. He would join greats of the game, such as Lockyer, Wally Lewis and Gordon Tallis, to skipper in the team, and hopes he can leave his own mark on the club on and off the field. Off the field particularly, he has left his mark on the Alhambra Lounge Club. I knew all the extra stuff would come with having the big C next to my name. (laughs) These shoulders
2: are pretty big and I can carry it, Thayday said. During the time of the announcement, Corey Parker was heard to say, what the
1: fuck? (laughs) There's been a lot of great captains at this club and hopefully I can leave just as big a legacy of those blokes before me. He was selected ahead of teammates such as Corey Parker and the returning Petro Simona and Broncos coach Anthony Griffin said Day had made the decision easy. He's got a really strong character and has grown as a person over the last few years, he said. He's taken on a lot more responsibility within
2: the group as he's aged. Clearly didn't want to lose him from the club. Uh, sweetener of the uh, deal, that he his extended deal, mm-hmm. and I think Corey Parker has been well and truly duped. I and think so. I think they may live to rue the, rue the decision.
1: Corey Parker, absolute clean skin. Yep. Never Consummate b-
2: professional. Yep. Never been tied to any possibility of anything. Captain the club on numerous occasions to varying degrees of success. And I'd say that uh, that poor old Corey, I think he might go through, Good trainer, through his career. Good unlike other people that have recently been named captain of the Broncos. Yep. And I think Corey might end up going through his career now uh, not being the captain of the Broncos. I remember What's being... On? Training at Kangaroo Point, running mm-hmm. the stairs. Yep. And I was up I was actually doing my warm down walk mm-hmm. and I was on the way back and the Broncos happened to uh come running past. Yep. And at first it was the uh, first it was the backs and then the forwards so we in their own little groups and the forwards come running past and there was Nick Kenny and Benny Hannant and all those sorts of boys. Um it was actually back when Tony Carroll was there. Yep. And they're running along. And who should be bringing up the rear, well and truly up the rear, if you don't mind my saying so, is <laughs> Sam Thoday. And he stopped to a walk just as he got past me. And then when he, once he was past me, he stopped completely and hunched over and yelled out to Tony Carroll, Tunza! Tanza, Wait up! <laughs> and Tunza sort of turned around and waved him away and kept running. <laughs> And that, ladies and gentlemen, is your 2012 prison Broncos captain. Let's go Broncos. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Recaps, first game, Friday night football, Canterbury Bulldogs, 14, defeated the North Queensland Cowboys, 6. Both teams had a pretty good start, however, the Cowboys weren't up to their recent thirst form, I found, in this game, and uh, the Bulldogs got out to a pretty early lead, one which was never headed for the duration of the game. 25th minute of the game, first try of the game, Josh Reynolds, scooted from dummy half, scored the left the post, the Noddaman. Unfortunately, he scored. I mean, so I always feel like if he does something, it's kind of like a black mark against yeah. the Ottoman, even if they, you know, the, the, you know, the
2: Ottoman, and they're playing the same game. Josh Reynolds seems like a likable sort of dude.
1: He's yeah, actually not, a quality not,
2: player. Not very, though, really, when you compare him to the Ottoman. Well, true, but I just find myself going. Fuck, I hope he doesn't play well. <laughs> that's, that's not cool for, for a young guy trying to make his way in a tough, harsh world, Nathan. Yeah,
1: and now what was, and what's become a bit of a theme in the last couple of weeks, Steve Turner. He missed the, he missed the easy conversion. I, mean, I don't know what they're putting beside, you know, 10 metres either side of the uprights lately. But, I mean, there's some awful shanks happening in, uh, the last two, three weeks. Like Steve Turner's do. Like Steve Turner's and uh, Benji Marshall's do. And, and Jamie and, Lyons. And uh, Travis Burns. James. I mean, Travis Burns. I mean, he had a, he had to be injured to you know remove his horrible goal kicking <laughs> off the field. Uh, now, right on half time, doggies they extended their lead, caught the Cowboys offside, got a penalty for it, went for the penalty goal. Jamie Soward special At this occasion. Steve Turner made no mistake, and the half time score was six points to nil to the doggies. Second half, all Canterbury again. They scored their first try in the forty eighth minute of the game, break by Trent Hodgkinson, um, and there was. It was something strange to see for the Doggies this year. There was about seven players in support. There was this massive line. It was like a kick chase. There were so many of them coming through. Uh, Steve Turner received the pass, scored under the sticks, converted his own try, 12 points to nil. And at that stage, obviously, we know the final score, the game was well and truly over. Cowboys could not peg that back. Um, there was another Jamie Soward special to the uh, penalty goal to the Bulldogs, made it 14 points to nil in the 56th minute of the game. Then the Cowboys finally got going once they were down by fourteen. Um, Ray Ray set up a try for Brent Tate, scored the try. Um, he's however, been on a try scoring
2: tear Tate the last few weeks, has not he?
1: Last two weeks he has, is, uh, yes, isn't he? Has he scored, he scored three three weeks in a row? I think. Yeah, he's going all right. Old Robo neck! Once he gets on the field, he goes all right. Um, <laughs> good story. I mean, remember? I, you know, no one will forget him. You know the way he was like crying like a little girl. You know when
2: he don't, busted don't the Guy was devastated. Rightfully so, and it was in the four nations, Goose. Get Dev- it right. Sorry, yeah. Four nations Dev- final.
1: Devastated like a little girl that you know, someone dropped his dropped his lolly. You're a fucking cat. <laughs> no, I was I balling my eyes out. Well me. Continue, please. <laughs> um not much to continue too. That that made the score fourteen points to six following that try to Tate. And um that's the way it remained. Uh Cowboys you know they had some, they had you know, some chances in late in the second half. However, they didn't bridge the gap. Bulldogs won the game.
2: See how the Cowboys were pretty much expected to play the whole time. JT's been out. Agreed. I think it's pretty lucky that he's back into the side now because that could have they could have taken real hit to their confidence. So that whole stretch?
1: On. It was. Did it end up being five games. So they went three and two. The three that they won were reasonably impressive. Or was it four and two? Four and two, I think. So the, the four that they won were impressive, and some of them were kind of um, you know, against the odds or surprises. Sure. The two they lost, though, just disgraceful. The way you expect the Thurstonless Cowboys side to roll, but I guess all in all, um, look, when he went out, I think, out, I think
2: they would have taken those that sort of win ratio. Yep. Yeah, we said it a few weeks ago um, when they'd won three of them. So yeah. um, you know they'll they'll be no doubt pleased to have him back and and try and obviously consolidate their place in the eight heading into the finals with their best player back. It's probably a good time for him to come back. Reacquaint himself with some combinations, etc., and and gear up. So, I think dogs fans, with respect to Frankie Pritchard, uh, they're in much the same boat as Panthers fans were it, when that guy's on. And I've spoken before about how he killed the Tigers every time he played yeah. when he played when he was playing for the Panthers. But when he's on, he's absolutely fucking devastating. Like some of his defence in this game, yeah, brutal. But finding his on switch, it's a bit like trying to find your car's wheels after parking in Bankstown. it's a tough gig Jonathan Wright he played one of his best games that I've seen him play for the dogs and considering he only lost he lost his brother a few days before the game yep fucking impressive effort that's a mighty effort to collect your thoughts and and get your head together and play a game of footy when you've got that sort of stuff going on off the field very very professional for a young guy and and to play the way he did was, was a credit to him and credit to the Bulldogs club for the, obviously the support they showed him and yep. to get him through it. This game Cowboys didn't you certainly weren't at their best and, and were far from the form that they've shown in recent weeks. But there was large parts of this game where it was very much semi final type defence as the school would indicate. And I think the dogs if they're gonna try and make a charge that some of their fans and, and the club are alluding to that they'll do well to carry that sort of defense into the last month of the season to give themselves a chance but the cowboys have to match that style of intensity i don't think they did it um for big chunks of this game but that's the type of intensity they're going to have to play at if they're going to do much in the finals so a bit of a wake-up call for the cowboys and it's probably lucky that it's come four weeks out from the finals rather than first week into the finals and get bundled out yeah you know or go limp into the second week and then get bundled out or whatever
1: yeah, I saying, it's probably is a little bit of the team, you know, fatigued, you know, for being up for it's that period of It's a big ask, man. Yeah, yeah.
2: Like, it's a big ask. You take Benji Marshall out of the Tigers, Lockyer out of the Broncos and plays like that. Yep. Like, I'm not sure any of those teams would have the, the same, same win sort of ratio win that they've yeah. had in the last month or so. So it's a credit to them. And I guess they probably were due a bit of a dip. Um, and JT comes back at the right time and hopefully writes a ship. But they've got a bigger task ahead this week. But um good win for the Bulldogs. They keep their slim final sapes alive. and Unfortunately, they're going to have to go a week without the Ottoman. not sure if they've got it in them.
1: No. Well, I mean, you know, he's been their lucky charm of late. Well, not really because they still lose him. When he <laughs> awesome, but you know what I'm saying? I know. Twitter, paraman 1973 said this game will showcase the Ottoman in the judiciary room when he's shown why he's having an early end of season.
2: Whatever, Carl. I put that in there just because... Fuck that dude sometimes. Because it's fun to laugh at Kyle and point He's uh, yeah. He, say, you know what, no matter how He's a rational things... hatred of the Ottoman is yeah. just No matter how bad things are, at least I'm not Kyle.
1: Exactly. GT three fifty one underscore John said everyone <laughs> No matter how a... bad things are, <laughs> yeah. at least I'm not Kyle or John. <laughs> well, he said everyone's an Ottoman fan. Anyone who says they're not is a damn filthy fucking lying piece of poo. <laughs> Not a lot going on, not not a lot doing there as far as actual uh, comments on the game itself. But, uh, you know, the Ottoman uh, thing has has reached fever pitch of late since he's actually got a run in first grade. Next game, Friday Night Football, West Tigers 16, defeated St. George Illawarra Dragons 14. It was the uh, flamboyant attack versus the alleged brick wall in defense in This game didn't quite pan out like that, though, did it?
2: Well, <laughs> it did. It certainly did for the first, well, for the entire first half, really. Team with all the answers against the team with no answers whatsoever.
1: <laughs> that is absolutely ignorant. Anyway, I mean, don't don't mistake me as someone who defends the dragons, though. I'll I'll laugh at the best of them uh, as they choke for their third loss in a row. Um, very tight first half. A couple of chances. There was an there was a near miss for Chris Lawrence uh in the first half, just had the ball stripped before he could plan it down. Only points the first half came through not nothing none other than a, a Ryan Tandy special from Jamie Soward. A penalty goal just late in the first half before half time. Two nil at half time. Um obviously a scoreline that would indicate that Saint George <laughs> the Saint George style of play came out on top for that forty minutes. Then seven minutes into the second half, Boyd scored a try following I believe it was Moulton that spilled the bomb. Sure was. Uh, Went to Dean Young, out to a boy to score the try. Following the conversion, it was eight points to nil. Then, the uh, Tigers, I mean, they were still well and truly in the game, of course. And uh, it took a mistake from uh, what some people would call the the good Morris. (laughs) who seems to make a lot of mistakes in crucial times, So Maybe he might be the good Morris, but he also could be the
2: mentally weak Morris, I think. Yes. Uh, Considering the other Morris has just recently made his return from New South Wales Cup. (laughs) I'm not sure that's a tag that he wants to cling to. No,
1: no. Um, anyway, his mistake conceded a line dropout and Tigers got on the board, uh, tried... That was an
2: epic fuck-up.
1: Yeah. That's, he's, that's the thing. It was, it like, it was an epic fuck-up in Origin when he let that try in for yeah, he Just too. Just
2: regulation, pick the ball up, run it back out towards yep. the centre of the field, yep. let them ruck it out, kick the ball down the... Regulation. Get
1: to the 40, kick it down the field. Yeah. But no. and Took a, took a page out of Bo Ryan's book. <laughs> <laughs>
2: even by Ryan looked at that and thought oh, geez, jeez your even shit, I couldn't fuck that <laughs> up
1: um, in any case Liam Fulton scored the try got Tigers on the board and um, they're right back in the game and uh, shortly after they were actually in lead in the game uh, Benji another long field a long range raid down the left hand side on this occasion, scored the try Tigers were in the lead Soured left the field with a uh, what we mentioned earlier was a uh, back spasms, which uh shouldn't keep him out of any play, but it certainly did um take his heart out for this game anyway. Um, but the dragons they got back into the game, and Brett Morris, who we've just Can been you slagging, imagine how the
2: dragons fans are going to react to that, ropeable, ropeable. Oh, um,
1: you. and we've just spent we spent two minutes slagging Brett Morris, in fact, but he was the one that scored the try for the dragons that was a good get, try to, to too. get him back into the game, exactly. Um Ben Homby with an absolute missile, radar guided oh, missile of a goal like from the sidelines. And well,
2: Benji Marshalls do. <laughs> in, oh, their, no, in, their, in their hang on. In their dreams, when they're Get dreaming about
1: being a good kicker. <laughs> however, the Dragons, that was very late in the game, and it looked like it could have given the, uh, the win to the Dragons. Um, however, another Benji Marshall special. Organised the raid down the left hand side. Tigers, 70 metres to score and take the game. And I believe it was Bo Ryan that scored the match. Sure. Is that correct?
2: Berno's a match winner.
1: <laughs> he actually does. I mean, for the amount of matches he loses, he has won a couple as well. With They've the last almost cancelled each
2: other out. No, no,
1: they not haven't. quite. No, no, no. I mean, no, because his fuck ups are so epic. I mean, it's not like he's scoring tries like that. Sean Johnson tries. Yeah, me. exactly. I mean, he's just there to catch a pass and you know exploit a exploit a hole left by an injured Jamie Soward in the in the defensive line. Um, anyway, the, the Tigers ran out to win the game, at sixteen points to
2: fourteen. I was worried before this game that Mark Gasnier was going to be the guy to kill the Tigers again. I think he had a record of something like twenty one tries in fifteen games against the Tigers. Yep. bullshit. Just and I remember, like, that record's been that way for some time. He's always had a great yep. record against him, And games are going, there. are like, oh, look, Gaznia can't kill us this time, Kenny. Hat trick. Gaznia can't kill us this time. Gets a double. Yeah. Like, Gaznia, like, three tries this. Like, just every time. Just... I was, I was thinking before this game, anyone but Gaznia. Yep. And it was very nearly Dean Young who came off the Young bench. Dean Young
1: was, yeah, almost the Turned the game match. on
2: its ear. Yeah. Like...
1: I underestimated how Tigers. much he
2: meant to that side, I have to admit. Like I know, I've always heard about how inspirational he is and how much the, the other guys love playing with him, but um, I've always given a, a bit more credit to the guys like C. Howard, Hornby, um, Boyd, Morris, you know, Cray and all those sorts of blokes. Yep. Dean Young, just he's a guy who holds it all together. Certainly did in this game anyway. Yeah. Almost single-handedly uh, took the Tigers on. Hugely impressive performance. I really enjoyed um, watching him go around, considering he's was his first game back from injury too. hmm Went really well. Steve Faces want to ensure that the Tigers are one of the fittest teams in the comp, as he's professed them to be um, since he took over as the Tigers' strength and conditioning coach. That was one of the, the um, mantras that he set down. He wanted them to become one of the fittest teams in the comp, but they're gonna have to be if they're gonna defend like that for the next eight weeks. Yeah, that's like. Guys shooting up out of the line speed was fantastic for most of the game. Um, guys shooting up and shutting the play down, look, that's hard to maintain Yeah. <laughs> um, when you got attacking raid after attacking raid being thrown at you. Um, they did it pretty well against Manly. They've done it pretty well in this game, but there's still a long way to go. So Hopefully they don't burn out. That's my only concern. That's the thing. It's about impressive a, to watch. But that's
1: the thing about a streak that long. I mean, I don't, I don't think that that you know physically they they'll be able to maintain it. Well, see, that's the difference between you and I, Nathan. Yeah, because I don't, I don't go for them, and you do.
2: So, <laughs> so, you're, so you're
1: naturally going to say that they can.
2: <laughs> I know that dragons fans will want to kill me for saying this, but Jamie Howard over the length of his career, um, he certainly put some of the doubters to rest by winning a grand final and, and also playing Origin this season, but. There's been a bit of a blight on him throughout his career in the fact that he's been a bit soft or he's been a bit mentally fragile, and you can get to him. And I just wonder—I'm not saying I necessarily subscribe to that theory as much as I probably used to, but um, I honestly feel he was was seriously impeded. Yeah. In with his injury, but the fact that he got waved back on. Yeah. You know? Could you imagine? I don't know. Let's say Lockyer, for example. Yeah. That's probably a bad example. Let's let's imagine it was Carney for the Roosters. Yeah. Could you imagine him getting waved back on the coaching staff <laughs> going, no, sorry, mate. We don't, you know, you might say it's bad enough for you to come from the field. We don't agree. Yeah, although
1: on. although it was, I don't think it was about that. I remember uh, seeing on the, it was on the roast when they were talking about it and Phil Gould was saying it was probably more of a, a situation where they were about to make a change for, say, like a forward and they'd had him just changed. And they could, and you know, and they couldn't make the interchange like, you know, like they didn't have anyone ready to go, yep. that instant. Okay, and it was probably just like it was just a case of just unlucky bad timing,
2: you know, the way it worked out. It's it's them the game.
1: Yeah, it did, and it was really it literally that one thing cost them the game because, because I was very even up to that point.
2: He's not the world's best defender, but there was two opportunities for him to make tackles, and yeah. he literally couldn't get there. Yeah, and I, I felt for him. He's still a body in the line. He was, yeah. Sorry,
1: he's still a body in the line. Yeah, you know, if you if he if uh, if he was um, able.
2: Yeah. And when Benji got the ball, in a normal situation, he would probably back Sourd over twenty meters against Benji. Yeah. Benji's quick. Yeah. He's not as quick as Sourd over that distance. No. Um. I'll probably back Benji over a hundred. Yeah. But, um, and Benji. Well, you've obviously, seen Sauer take enough intercepts. Sorry. To try, you've seen Sourd take enough
1: intercept length of the field
2: tries. Oh, so. I'm not saying he's slow over a hundred, yeah. but I'd say Benji. Or you know, I'd have my money on Benji. But maybe I'm a little biased. Um. And he didn't. He wasn't making any ground on him because he was clearly hampered by the injury. So, yep. um, yeah, I did. I felt for him a little bit, actually. Um, but it's a bit of an unfortunate thing if if that's the way it's panned out with the interchange thing. Then you know that minute yep. that he was on the field too long has cost him the game. Agreed. Tigers, you know, as they want to do, targeted it, and um, pretty pretty unlucky. Also in the the final match-winning try where Lawrence got around Bo Scott. Yep. Bo Scott was tearing his hamstring as Lawrence was tearing yeah. his. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's bloody unlucky for both of them. Um, game come down to, to the last minute or so and mm. they're trying to pack a scrum. There was a couple of um, kicks through that the, Dragons saw it, that, that the Dragons put through. The first one I thought was fair enough. They tried it. The second one, I was, I was a bit bemused that they kicked when they did. Yeah. Um, Wade McKinnon swore blind that he didn't knock the ball on and that you didn't get enough looks at different angles to see if that actually what happened because they were trying to get the scrum packed and obviously they um, didn't want to go away from the telecast. I saw a lot of people blowing up at Bryce Gibbs and, and saying, you know, why is he trying to start fights and things like that. But Matt, Utah was the, the main offender in Utah my... probably... Took offense to to Dean Young kicking the ball away as he bent down to try and pick it up. Yeah, which is pretty funny. Just just (laughs) keep your mouth shut. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. But also, Bo Scott grabbing Bryce around the throat.
1: (laughs) Bo Scott's fucking angry, though.
2: He is an angry dude, eh?
1: Oh, he's a serial killer. Seriously.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Dude's angry. Yeah, I think losing Chrissy Lawrence is a big blow for the Tigers, but hopefully um, his replacement, Mitchie Brown, can come in. And he's got the, he's certainly got the size and the pace. He's not as quick as Lawrence, but he doesn't um, have the the you know the X factor of Lawrence, no, so not even near it. That's it. It's the only thing he's going to do is obviously line up, hit the ball at full pace, and run a similar yep. line, and, and yep. hopefully that's going to be enough until Lawrence comes back. So, yep. um, I really think the Dragons turned up for their fans and turned up for for Wayne Bennett, who'd questioned him a week earlier, and um, they really turned up. They played. It was the Dragons of old, and they still lost. And I think their aura is pretty still well fucked
1: a, now. Does, yeah, but there's still there was a load of mistakes in this game as yeah. well. I mean, like, it was tight the first twenty five
2: The first 20-25 minutes was... You could see both teams were up for the contest. Yeah. But I think the, the occasion and the hype of the match got to them. They were both yeah sort of seeming a little bit jumpy. Yeah, and, both. both and made some silly errors. Far
1: more mistakes than both sides of, you know... Oh, Tiger's you know got mistakes you know I mean? in them. <laughs> yeah, but the recent the last couple of weeks, they haven't no. really. I mean, their completions have been, you know, quite high. Yeah. yeah. Uh, high by any standard, not even just in comparison
2: to their you know, previous weeks this year. Yeah, the Tigers forwards, in particular Bryce Gibbs, obviously Big Source Gadeth, Liam Fulton and Hino as well. Why don't you just fucking name every forward they've got then? No, well, I didn't. I didn't but they're all fucking <laughs> Who'd you leave heroes. out? They're all heroes, <laughs> Nathan. They're all little Aussie Campbelltown <laughs> battlers trying to make their way in a tough, harsh world and win a comp, 12 games on the trot.
1: Yeah, that's what Bryce is trying the to do. Because, that's what Bryce is trying to do because he's going to fucking vacuum Premiership land. <laughs> <laughs> he's on his last chance. <laughs> but
2: if they can make the yards that they did and defend as they did against you know upcoming opposition and and through the final series, then Benji Benji will be fucking unstoppable. Yeah, probably, if he's if he can play off the back of that sort of performance, then
1: problem problem with Tigers is they got I they they might end up similar to Penrith last year. Have a massively soft run playing shit teams to last, and then you, when they get into the finals, come across a finals bound team and just go snap. I don't think so, mate. Like, uh, like, and get bent over like Penrith did last season.
2: If it's one thing the Tigers have, it's a sense of occasion. As you saw last year in the finals, they turned up for the finals, they turned they up for the Canberra they game, turned they, turned, they turned, up turned up for the 100, 100 minute game, they turned up for the Dragons game. Sometimes things and didn't went quite one get and it two.
1: Out. Sorry? They went one and two in those games, they turned up. <laughs> Hate to see if they didn't turn up. <laughs> All right, you can't well, tell If they hadn't have injured Cats hair, it would have been. I wouldn't. They wouldn't have too. They oh, wouldn't have got a chance to have that last game please. against St George. Anyway, why we bringing up old shit? Let's go to Twitter. Bunnyman seventy two, who I would just like to stress, as based on his name, he is a South supporter for a fact, which makes this tweet kind of funny. Um, given that he sent it in on Friday night before the South game, the Tigers versus Dragons game is mistake ridden. It's like watching South versus South. Dragons are stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's pretty funny obviously the first
2: third of the game was a bit like that as I said I think the intensity got to they play with a lot of intensity but they're a little bit jumpy
1: Jamos STG never been so gutted about my team losing Dragons look terrible tonight I'm slowly losing my true belief in 11 feel like crying that's
2: what happens when you play the 2011 Premiers Paraman
1: shut up Paraman 1973 said to be honest the game was marred with a lot of drop ball very scrappy exciting last 10 isn't you a flippin twit I gave it to Kyle too, and he said it was a shit game. Yeah, it was not a shit game, but he it, was, well, it down definitely like a was. Wasn't mad. Want to do <laughs> Ricky T eighty seven? What a fucking game! She West did. hungry in defence. Benji was epic. Game of the year must have been those amazing jerseys agreed. up in the Maggies. Of, of course, he's, he's referring to the hamburger jersey. Agreed, 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 <laughs> agreed, agreed. I put that in there just for you that tweet I because love I mean, it. God, at jersey. it's your alter, it's your alter ego anyway. I mean, that's your account. <laughs> that jersey and here's another one of he your fake he's, here's another one of your fake accounts Tiger Barmo 05 <laughs> what is it with these people that end in 05 like Sharkman and Tiger Bomb? Tiger Barmo 05 so happy a win plus we fucked soured I'm off to conceive a child just so I can call him or her Benjamin J. Marshall
2: <laughs> I don't know if you've got a daughter named Benjamin you might be in a bit of trouble lucky chance. lucky wife <laughs> I
1: guess <laughs> or something <laughs> Next game, Saturday, Melbourne Storm 26 defeated the Penrith Panthers 6. That gives the Melbourne Storm a winning streak of 10 games in a row. Um, Panthers weren't too bad early on you in the talk game. You
2: about streaks that people can't sustain? Yeah. Melbourne,
1: shot. Mel- Melbourne's, Melbourne will get, keep it going until round 25. Shot ducks. Then they're going to get fucking slaughtered at Brookvale at the hands of Manly.
2: Shot fucking ducks. Well, they're
1: going to lose the game. They had to lose against Manly in round 25. Yeah and then, uh, then they'll make it through the grand
2: final where it'll be a replay of 2007-2008. I look forward to the stories in the paper saying what a commendable effort it has been for the Melbourne Storm to come back from the horror of last year, but to just <laughs> fall short of a premiership in 2011 at the hands of the West Tigers. <laughs>
1: Not fucking likely. Um, I, I do agree that they will fall short of the 2011 premiership, but it won't be at the hands of the West Tigers. Uh, the West Tigers. I mean, yeah, we will hope they don't meet the storm in the semi. Uh, but it's not about the West Tigers, fall. Nathan.
2: Not in this game. It's about. Melbourne. So stop
1: bringing them into it, motherfucker! <laughs> all right, you're going. You're very close. Next next time, I'm going to put someone in the bin. All right. <laughs> You've been warned. Go and tell you go and tell your brain. Yes, Mister Chechen. Go, go, go and tell your brain to stop talking shit. <laughs> Brain, tell, ears, tell your mouth the the, ne- the next time someone's going to the bin. All right. <laughs> hey,
2: brain. Yes, ears. Next time, Mr. Chechen said something's going
1: to the bin. Oh, it's Chechen, I'll, I'll go over the top with a hey, really ba- a really bad yes,
2: decision. Why don't you just pay him off like everyone else? Okay.
1: So, despite the storm on a massive winning streak, it was the Panthers that actually started off better with Penrith legend and unfortunately departing Penrith legend Adrian Pertell. Strolled over, scored a try in just the seventh minute
2: of play. Not before he gets a bronze statue at centabet Stadium, I bet. Well,
1: maybe one day. I mean, it's like the immortal argument. I do you give it to him the second he leaves, or do you, uh, do you do it in five years' time?
2: I mean, how many statues are there out at centabet If Ray Warren can get a statue at June e, yeah, then Adrian Pertel can don't get be, one at centabet
1: Don't be Andrew Voss, all right? <laughs> 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 we're <hating> on raps. <laughs> Pendler,
2: Pendler, anyway, they're
1: up six points to a nil. Storm started getting themselves back into the game. However, they bombed a few opportunities early on, but ultimately they did score a try. And uh, Cameron Smith made great meters, um, and it was a great pass from Cooper Cronk. Put Ryan Hinchcliffe over for the try. Conversion was successful from Smith, and the scores were level at six at half time. Second half, though, totally different story, and it was all the Melbourne Storm. Uh, where are we, Cameron Smith? Got a Jamie Soward special in the 47th minute of play. Gave the Storm a lead, 8 points to 6. And then, basically, the floodgates open In the 51st minute, Sikamanu scored a try, barged over. Storm continued to dominate, 64th minute of the game. Billy Slater, Gareth Widdop put up a bomb. Billy Slater came down with the ball, scored the try. And for my fantasy team as well, good on you, Billy. It's the only, uh, the only venue in which uh, you're... Your quality play is acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> and then, where were we? Just with five minutes to go. Melbourne scored another try. Uh, this time it was Billy Slater setting up Kevin Proctor. That basically set us up with the final scoreline and they remained that way for the final five minutes. 26 points, six. Comprehensive wind storm.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think Penrith were, were valiant for the most part in this game. But, and certainly they obviously. Took the lead. But four repeat sets at the end of the first half that turned up no no further points for them. Mm-hmm. That was pretty much the turning point for me. And Melbourne probably gained a bit of confidence out of that. Yeah. Realised that, you know, try as they might, Penrith weren't going to score. Yep. Um, and they just needed to maintain their defensive structure, um, play field position and, and possession. And they'll come away winners, which they did. Fairly clinical. Certainly not their most... Um, impressive performance certainly not their flashiest uh, probably could have put more points on but I think they yep. sort of certainly defensively I'm
1: sure that Bellamy will be happy just for the fact that you
2: know yeah, defensively one, one once try again. in 80 minutes is pretty good yeah Bellamy for coach of the year what do you think uh, I, I, I don't can, think he'll get the award I, I can see I can see how the point can be argued name me a better performance who's better who's done better this season, Griffin,
1: maybe? this season, Hook is probably a, a very good chance, and I mean, lot I, 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 you know, when you think of who they usually give the award to, it's usually is like a, a more junior kind of coach yeah. who's done, who's had great results. I mean, yeah, I mean if I was casting
2: my vote, I'd, you know, in the face of like a crippling injury toll, um, you know, unrest, a, a media smear campaign, you'd have to give it to Tim Sheens. But I'd say that you know, Craig Bellamy. Never give him, never give him the coach of the year. Done nothing.
1: Never has, never will.
2: Yeah, I'd be interested if if he does get it. In the light of what they've been through, they um, might as uh, like an as, apology. As, you know, sorry.
1: As an apology, the from the NRL to say, you know, sorry for fucking you up so bad, guys. Here you would <laughs> be, be coach of the year. You did it legal this year, so come yeah. on, then. Yeah, you can't deny the fact that it's impressive. Yeah, probable, probable minor premiers. Yeah, not guaranteed, but probable. No.
2: Yeah, for sure. And the players that he has made quality first grade out, graders out of that were unwanted or discarded or in retirement.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, fucking impressive list. Captain
1: coaching bush bush clubs. Yeah. In case of uh, Nori.
2: Exactly. Super impressive. Um, as are Melbourne at the moment, 10 games in a row. Mm-hmm. Can't argue with that.
1: No, certainly they're not to be all flashy. And in fact, probably over half of them haven't been flashy at all. No. They've been dead ugly, but they found a way to win.
2: Mm. At the end of the day... If every game they win between now and, and you know, obviously they've got sights on the premiership, if every game they win between now and then is ugly, I don't think they'll mind. Yeah. <laughs> I certainly don't think their fans will after what they went through last season. So
1: No. Uh, I'd love to cross the Twitter at this stage, but no one gave a fuck about that game, so yeah. I won't.
2: Do so you know who I miss? <laughs> is it, was it Blake? Blake Hampton his name Blake was. Blake Hampton, that's it.
1: Very very vocal storm fan uh in the early days of this show yeah um and then he kind of went through the the storm thing happened in April last year, and then uh he was very vocal about that it's like yeah, he sort of went through the stages where it was like you know denial mm. and then anger furious anger. <laughs> And then acceptance and then it was kind of almost like he actually got Quidditch. turned off Yeah. He actually got turned off rugby league itself. Yeah. Because he's actually a he was a, a Melbourne fan that actually uh lived in Melbourne, what didn't he? Yep. And yeah, and he just basically gave it away. I mean, I'd be very interested to know if he actually um still supports them.
2: Yeah, it's <laughs> As hard as it would have been for him last year, I hope he's getting some sort of enjoyment out of what's going on down there this year. I hope he hasn't turned his back on him completely. In- no, you hopefully. I mean, because he, he unfortunate. Yeah, and he's and he's a
1: kind of reaction. I mean, he wasn't one of the ones that were like, oh, you know, fuck this team, they cheated. No, he was kind of like, fuck the NRL for fucking this team. <laughs> you yeah. know, he was of that kind of opinion. But um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see him. I mean, he seems. I mean, he's been very quiet on Twitter. I mean, I'd, I'd say he's probably abandoned the platform mm. even so. Bad luck, I guess. Moving right along to the next game on Saturday. Shockingly, the Gold Coast Titans, 20, defeated. I was the Sharks. 16. (laughs) (laughs) That was a seven-match losing streak from the Gold Coast Titans. Just as the Storm have had a great winning streak, Titans have been in a terrible run of late. But they got the win on this occasion. Um, They scored a try very early. Um, Bo Henry put a pass on for David Mead who had a, a fantastic game um, not for this try of course I mean we'll get to it but uh, he scored the try. Um, Cronulla they bombed a the try, Gallon slipped over unfortunately for the big man in a game it was a very unhappy game for for Gallon overall he did have some good super coach points in him yeah. but I think the game's gonna be far more remembered for uh, the the uh, stomp slash you know donkey mule kick whatever you want to call it that we mentioned in the news section of the show today um now where are we John Morris 20 minutes of the game scored a try from dummy half maybe he's the super hooker that some people would have us to be- have us believe um, some couch coaches yeah, 30th minute of the game Scotty Prince went for the Jamie Soward special Titans up by two 36th minute of the game Meade pulled off another try Miracle pass scored the
2: try. Not the try of the season though. No, not the try of the season. He may have a future in the slips for Australia. though. Stinky yeah. Give <laughs> yeah, me so, the best.
1: So I mean there was absolutely There's we spoke about this before we request uh, hit record but I mean there was there was a lot of skill there was skill in hauling that in uh in hauling it in. Definitely. I mean abs- no doubt about it. But there was
2: an element of luck to it too. But much. I think
1: it was just like he threw his hand out there like you know when you're playing around in the backyard. Yeah. Trying to pull off a classic catch kind of thing, and the it bounce stu- helped it, him, even though it wasn't
2: the greatest bounce. I obviously didn't, but It
1: sat up in such a way that it certainly sat up for his. You know, the way he tried to grab it. You know, pulling it in
2: from the side. But if you look at it from Prince's point of view, mm-hmm. he would have written the kick off. went. Oh, absolutely. Oh. and then Oops, all yeah. of a sudden, we're packing a scrum. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden he's dived over the rest of warden a try. Prince, he looks like a genius. Yeah. Thanks, well, well, I,
1: I, I never, I never considered, I never considered uh, Prince looking like a genius. And, I mean, well, that was all me. Well, I never that,
2: considered Princey anything but a genius, but
1: yeah. that that was all me. And I mean, yeah, it was half ass, but one hundred percent of it was me.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, I was just you know, some of it was assy some and you know, half ass, half skill. I'll give it. Um, where were we? Uh, that was half time. Uh, second half. Uh, the Sharkies they got a goal. They reduced the Titans' to lead to six points, but 48th minute of the game, Preston Campbell put William Zilman over for the try. Um, 54th minute, Sharks hit back again through Nathan Stapleton, and then the Sharks, he actually the Sharkies actually got a bit of field position, they got a bit of possession, but they couldn't get the try and get over the line. 78th minute of the game. How are we going to pronounce old mate's name here? Ricky Liotelli? Is that how you pronounce his name? Oh, I can't even do it. He scored the final try of the match uh, for the Sharkies. Throw your fucking Scrabble letters in the air and hope for the best. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Scored late in the game for the Sharkies, but it was too little too late. And uh, the Titans defended, won the game, broke the seven-match losing streak, and they're back at one.
2: Yeah. We obviously haven't mentioned Princey's injury. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, probably out for the season. I don't know if that's he been is, confirmed. He is, I, believe, yeah. I believe it's
1: confirmed that he is out for the season.
2: Um, re-break of his arm. Yeah. So
1: Which is... Not, which is he's, he's had, He has it in him, a broken arm. He does? It's in his game.
2: Breaking his arm. He's got some broken bones in him. He's had three broken legs as well. Legs are bad, yeah. That would, that would have been the tragedy. Yeah. did that go down? Just like this chalk. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's my arm! <laughs> I just...
1: Probably Princey, he's probably a bubble boy.
2: Maybe. Maybe. Get some milk into your Princey. He didn't get enough chocolate milk as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Do you know, <laughs> I must admit, watching Princey's injury and knowing the history that he has with broken bones, of, it was obviously Jackson's dairy intolerant, so mm-hmm. it's hard to get yep. the calcium and stuff into him. But he does have rice milk, which is calcium enriched. Yep. And... I, we used to go we in through a phase where we were making lots of smoothies and stuff, and he sort of went off them. And now we've started up a smoothie campaign at home to, cause yeah. I was just from watching Princey. Yet another broken bone. Oh, so the, ca- of,
1: the campaign literally just started on the weekend. Yeah. Said, okay. <laughs> like,
2: well, um, I don't want him to get to Princey's age and, and be playing sport and breaking <laughs> breaking bones left, right, and centre. No, so, no. Uh, you know, so Jackson, you've got Princey to think for the um, for the smoothies that you don't really want to drink that I'm forcing down your trap. Where to now for the Sharkies? Galen himself is the... has, has written the season off, which is well. Yeah, they're out, rightfully they're,
1: so. they're out. Uh, they're out now. They're out of. They're out of contention to get uh, scraped into the finals.
2: They and had that great run, sort of. You know, in, they you showed know, a bit of promise them, anyway. this yeah, season. They More did. promise than they've shown for a couple of seasons. But if you look at what they've got coming next season, with all due respect to to Bryce Gibbs, Andrew Fifita, and Jess Robson, not much respect for Robson, but certainly Gibbs and Fifi. Um, they're not the type of players that are going to turn that promise, albeit no. fleeting, at points this season. No, and they pulled out the finals, finals berth. Like
1: they pulled out of the race to get Willie Tonga as well. They've conceded that he will be going to Parramatta. Yeah, it hasn't been announced, or you know, signs he'll delivered. That's what's going to happen.
2: Just I don't know if if you're a Sharkies fan, I, I'd like to hear from some of them. Just like what what are their plans for next season? What what shape do they think the side's going to take? What style of footy do you they think they're going to need to play to to improve on what they've shown this season? They've shown. At points that they can play at a level where they're they're more than competitive, they knocked off the Dragons. Yep. Um, you know, had some good wins through the season, but when it all comes down to it, we're at this point of the season, four weeks out, and they're writing their season off. So, yep. um, yeah, I'd like to hear from Dragons fans as to what their you know hopes are and and what shape they think their side should take next season. Because from the outside looking in, I just don't think based on what they've recruited so far. Um, and you would think their recruiting is pretty much done for next season. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that they've found any answers. No, I don't, I don't think
1: so. But you never know. I mean, who would have seen the performances when they had their winning streak? Yeah. Who would have seen those performances in them either? I guess. You know? Twitter. Mr. Underscore McCarthy said, the boys, and he's a Titans fan, sorry. Boys' defense was great. We switched from oranges to apples at halftime. Bring on hash NRL tit storm. Henry and Rankin played great. Ricky T87, someone with no vested interest at all in this game as a uh, Tiger supporter. Who's Rec- just buoyed after the Friday night game. <laughs> yeah. Recorded the NRL uh, Cronulla Gold Coast game and decided to fast forward till something interesting happened. Five minutes later, it was full time. Hash Vuvushitic. <laughs> so he's trying to make a new word out of a made-up word. He loves it. And a made-up term <laughs> for, for a poor game that we've uh, created. He can do what he wants. Moving along to Saturday uh, The last game, was the last game of Saturday? Yes, it was. The Brisbane Broncos, 21, defeated the New Zealand Warriors, 20, in Darren Lockyer's record-tying 349th game. And just like other players, 349th game, about around 40 points scored. However, on this occasion, the uh, (laughs) anniversary player, his team didn't aim up for him quite as well as Manly did for Beaver in his uh, record game.
2: God, I (laughs) want to just asphyxiate myself.
1: There's a plastic bag. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll I'll poke a hole in it when I'm finished talking about this game. How's right. that sound? See how good your breath is. Yeah. <laughs> See how long you can hold your breath. <laughs> um, Broncos looked great in the first half. However, um, and they scored the first the first uh, points of the game, um, and who was it? None other than Justin Hodges, try scoring machine. Um, Corey Parker. Miraculously, I don't know how he did it, but once again, as I said, it was a theme for the week. Missed the goal, and it wasn't. And it. and it wasn't the only one he missed in the game either. Um, and once again, as I said, the Broncos seemed to be uh, well on top in the game. But Sean Johnson, in what I would consider to be certainly the try of the round, if not the season, um, I say try of the year. For sure. Pass pass the ball from dummy half, received it back uh, one or two passes later, and then was stepping and bolting
2: through. I mean, goose stepping and. Sprinting and swerving and jinking and jiving and
1: and then put and burn putting on the afterburners, something
2: and something from nothing.
1: It had it had everything, except defence. <laughs> <laughs> it was the only thing that try didn't have, and it wasn't and it certainly wasn't like a, a poorly defended from the Broncos. I mean, the moves he was putting on, it was amazing, and um. What a
2: fucking talent that guy is. Incredible,
1: incredible solo try. It had skill, it had speed. I mean, he had steps,
2: we've said it all, Um, and he scored the try. Uh, It's a bit like watching Benji when he first came on the scene, but only Sean Johnson's had the 20s to, I don't know, apply his trade and give him some exposure. So people knew that he was a talent, prodigious talent. There's YouTube clips of him at touch comps and stuff like that. that's the touch comps is the thing that people, yeah, yeah, really know him from. Um, so Benji probably didn't have quite that little, um, that, that sort of exposure. As, oh, people as as, people knew
1: about Benji. I mean, they knew about Kiber Park. I mean, the Commonwealth Bank Cup, as it was at the time, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that
2: was televised. So Not to the extent of the 20s, et cetera. No, 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 obviously no. And so people somewhat knew what he was capable of. But some of the stuff he's done in first grade already. Yeah. And he's only played a handful of games. Yeah. friggin' amazing talent. Yep. Can't watch him I can't wait to watch him play, you know, season after season. He's freaking awesome. I really rate him.
1: I agree. And that try uh gave the Warriors the lead after Maloney uh, nailed the conversion. Twenty first minute of the game, penalty goal to Maloney, extended the lead a bit. And then the Broncos, back to back penalties and they started to get some opportunities, but failed to capitalise and it was the Warriors again, once again kind of against the run of play as well. And um great chip from Maloney, bounced up perfectly, regathered it himself. Passed it over to uh to Locke and Locke basically was well covered by the defense, I thought, and then all of a sudden he just put on the afterburners and blasted his way and to the try line where there was no space. they kind of showed him the sideline as you do, and he said okay i'll take I'll, I'll see your sideline
2: I have to say, <laughs> it would have been a travesty if Brisbane had lost this milestone game for Lockie, and and' it's certainly not in in keeping with the fairy tale that they've got him planned for him but <laughs> Lockheed looked every bit the 349 game veteran yeah. when he was trying to defend Kevin Lock. <laughs> Kevin Lock would have died over and Lockheed would have thought, fuck, thank God, I've mean, only got, you know, maximum eight games of this shit left.
1: Yeah. <laughs> These uh, young whippersnappers. It was one of those ones where, you know, Lock put a little bit of a move on him and then the aftermath it's on and Lockheed was kind of like stood up and then just like, oh, planted like me. a statue. Yeah. yeah. Just got him completely uh maloney missed the conversion but it was uh 12 points to four
2: at that stage for the warriors leading i don't think even Lockie, <laughs> at his absolute fastest and youngest was going to get Kevin no, Lock, exactly though. not even with when he was,
1: not even with the one on his back he had no chance on that one uh broncos they were the next to score a uh, big break from yeah uh, following the kick return jack reed made the break and put Jared Beale in to score the try. Corey Parker, again, uncharacteristically missing the conversion, but it was a deficit of four. Warriors led 12 points to eight. Second half contest just as great as the first half. Uh, The Broncos started out better. Um, Jack Reed, this time, actually scored the try. Parker landed the conversion, and just like that, Brisbane had the lead 14 points to 12. The Broncos got a penalty and then took advantage when uh, they set up a try, and it was Matt Gillette scored fairly easy try beside the post. Parker kicked the goal this time, he had an easy shot for once, um, and the Broncos were out to a 20 points to 12 lead, and it looked like they were well and truly going to go on on, on with it from that point, sure but the Warriors they hit back, Sean Berrigan got put in to score from James Maloney, he had the extras, it was 2018, close game again. Another penalty goal with 10 minutes left, and we were tied up at 20, and then... It was the ten minute scab grab that usually ensues when sides are tied up that close to the end. They'll field goal attempts, they'll uh, botch field goal attempts, they'll uh, miss field goal attempts. Sean Johnson's um, one was pretty close, <laughs> but it did, did it get uh, under the crossbar? Yeah, I, I think it may have been a touch left too. Okay. Still, wasn't it? Um, but yeah, I mean, and it was a long range one, and it, mm. and it looked it looked good. Then it looked like no, nah, it wouldn't have the legs, and it was like, oh shit, it actually got closer than it did. Um, and uh, then the Broncos. Ultimately, got the winning field goal uh, through a bit of a botch-up. Uh, they went for a field goal initially. It was charged down. Obviously, it was they, they regathered. It was six. It was six to go, and then they used that six to go to work their way into position. And when they did get the uh, what would become the winning field goal, they were up 21-20. Um, the Warriors. They went for Peter the short Wallace kickoff by the way Peter Wallace kicked it yeah sorry Lockie went for the one that was charged down and it was actually the ball came back to Wallace ultimately he kicked the winning field goal Uh, Warriors they did have a chance to try and get back into the game and tie it up in the last minute they had a short kick off got possession um, but their last set was just horrific they worked themselves into the centre of the field they worked themselves into a position probably about 30 metres out took the wrong options didn't set up properly for a field goal terrible attempt Game over, Broncos win, 21-20. Um, so a great result, obviously, for Lockie. Yep. Uh,
2: I think the Warriors a great were a game. Bit, victim of, of the young halves, as good as they were for large parts of this game. I think when it came down to it and there was a clutch play required, mm-hmm. they realised that they had some pretty young halves. and Yeah. And they were, they were exposed in that instance. But still impressive games from both Johnson and Maloney, I thought.
1: I oh, definitely, definitely. Good. And I mean that try from Johnson. That's you know one of those highlight, real tries. It's
2: gonna yeah. you know live forever. Playing a, that one to his grandkids. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Let's hope Bluey McLennan, when he comes on board for the Warriors at the end of this season and, and takes over the side from Cleary. Let's hope he's watching how the Warriors are playing at the moment, um, and he's only planning to, to sort of tinker with some of the flaws and, and add yeah. to the side in, in areas that they might need um, some improvement. Much like their lack of quality centres yep they've got and we've seen this hasn't quite worked out well for Parramatta either but got a couple of back rows essentially back rows playing in the centres um, defensively for the most part they're pretty good until you put a guy um, much like Jack Reed, <laughs> yep. with a bit of footwork uh, good fend and some speed um, and Justin Hodges on the other side of the field yeah, can be found wanting exactly. those sorts of guys um, good defenders so uh, as far as one on one regulation sort of tackle or, or something, a forward would be expected yeah. to make, yeah. Yeah, but if you make them answer too many questions, they've they've really don't have that experience in the centre position, which is a very specialist position, especially yep. defensively. Um, could you imagine someone like, um, well, let's let's say Justin Hodges uh, or Jack Reed, Willie Tonga, those sorts of guys in the centres for the Warriors? I don't know that do they ever got the best out of Brent Tate, really. Jack Reed has obviously bounced back to some of his best form that he showed earlier in the season um, after having a few quiet gains by the standards that he'd set himself. You have to ask, with, you look at how Inglis is going for the Rabbits. Yep. He, he's actually starting to hit his straps a little bit now, but the trials and tribulations that he's had this year and with what the Broncos have got out of Jack Reed, yeah. for a, a paltry amount in comparison yep. as far as salary cap goes, are the Broncos better or worse off? Well, would they be better or worse if you had Inglis you know, not reneged on the deal? Well, I mean, my opinion I mean, you know, it's, it's you,
1: know, you can play what ifs, you know, until the cows come home, but yeah. I think that Inglis would, would have gotten back to his best sooner. In the Broncos. Running environment. off running off Lockyer, you yeah. know, that sort of thing. Just no doubt about and
2: it. And the and the level of professionalism and, and things like that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, South... renowned for it. can
1: say what they like. I mean, I'm sure the Broncos behind the scenes as well are far more you know, training-wise and everything. Mm. I mean, the, just the fact that their halves are... I mean, you know, we bag Peter Wallace for being a bit vanilla and, you know, not a not a player that has a great deal of spark, no. but he's partnered up with Lockie. Yeah. When you look at the alternative, you've got, you know, turns up once in every 10 games Sutton mm. and you've got Sandow who's like... You know, we would have given him at the start of the season saying he's like a one-game-in-four kind of player. Admittedly, he's up that ratio. Sure. Certainly lately, he's, you know, three or four, you know, good game, and one game he goes missing. But still, you know, it's not Sutton... Sutton, <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yeah. And when Sutton's the link man to send and, the ball And Wallace out,
2: plays at the same level every week. Yep. It's not particularly high as f- compared to some of the best halfbacks in the comp, but it's consistent. Yep. Um, good defender, et cetera. So, and can kick a winning field goal as well. A- <laughs> as this game couple times go. yeah so it's just something I was interested in and probably be interested to get the thoughts of Broncos um, fans that are listeners of the show as well you know you're happy you got Jack Reed, but you know would you have preferred to end up with Inglis and had Inglis at his best in that back line or you know yeah. with what the extra that you've got out of your salary cap yeah is that you know maybe you never know the has that, that has
1: enabled been... them to get you know to cover Hannon? You yep. cover Petro coming back next sure. year. You know, I think the the Broncos are probably better off, but I think Inglis would have been far better off if he ended up at the Broncos. Yeah, agreed. Okay, Twitter. Backwards sit. Warriors fan has actually commented on this game even though they lost. And he says, great game. The Warriors would have won if the refs had gone to OPSM and got those glasses for the head high and awarded the penalty. Now, what he's alluding there is right at the end, there did appear to be a high tackle. And there was a bit of you know around the play the ball, and a penalty could have been given, which would have been probably centre field, thirty metres out, before the botched field goal attempt uh, mm. had happened, and it would have given the Warriors a one point win. Um, commentators didn't blow up too much about it. Warriors blew up at the time, but you know they got over it pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't think there was much in it.
2: Like you say, what ifs.
1: Yeah, and they could have given they could have given the penalty, and I'm sure people, you know, I guess if they had given it, it would have been a lot more scrutinised. But uh, there's not too much complaints going about. Pat Sherlock, eighty nine Broncos fan, had two heart attacks watching that game. Ref was awful. Broncos deserved the win, and Gillette needs to start. What well, do you know? Both sides complaining about the refereeing, uh-huh. even the winners. Um, and that's it for Twitter on that game. Yep, I don't have anything else to add. No, me either. All right, Sunday football, Newcastle Knights forty. Defeated the Canberra Raiders, eight. Newcastle, once again, throwing down the points. Massac- massacring the Canberra Raiders on this occasion after putting 50 on the Titans the week before. um, Although, look at the scoreline. It was actually the Raiders that scored first. McCrone scored in the fifth minute. And that was basically it that came out of the, the, the Canberra side in the first 40 minutes. Now, onto Newcastle. Adam McDougal. Vintage, I mean the only way he could have made his performance could have been more vintage on, on this occasion was if he had a stopped the player in yes, the big and and loaded up on drugs <laughs> he scored two tries in the first half Two line breaks. So fucking predictable, man. (laughs) You knew where I was going. You knew where I was going. And uh, and also a try assist. I believe it was uh, the try assist would have went to the Uate parte as well. McDougal, he scored the first try for Newcastle in the 15th minute of the game. Then he set up the Uate parte in the 20th minute of the game. And then he got his double in the 31st minute of the game. Uh, in the 37th minute of the game, Matt Hilder got into it. He scored a try. Uh, Gidley added a couple of conversions, missed just one out of the four tries. That made the half halftime scoreline 22 points to four. Second half, more of the same from Newcastle. They scored three more tries. There was a try to McManus, a try to Houston, who had a fucking monster of a game. Um, as He almost scored 100 points in Supercoach, yeah. which is amazing. I mean, I've been carrying him in the side the whole season. Me too. And geez. I mean, he single handedly won me some games this weekend. It was great. Um, And then we had uh, another try to the Uate Parte. Gidley added a couple of conversions and uh, without the 40 points to four. 10 minutes to go before full time. The Raiders, they got another try. It was Joel Thompson who who got the try, gave him eight for the total. And um, finally, the final scoring of the game, Canberra gave away a penalty. Gidley kicked a penalty
2: shot, brought up the 40 points for the Knights. Forty points to eight was the final scoreline. I know it's all well and good that they did it for their for and against, but taking the two in the eightieth minute. Yeah, the knights are ready for Wayne Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you could. It's arguable that they've uh they don't
1: need Wayne Bennett. They clearly get it already. <laughs> <laughs> don't need you, Wayne. Unless he's been sort of sending up notes for Rick Stone to ease the transition or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when in doubt, kick it. When not in doubt, kick it. Kick it.
2: <laughs> Hate to say it, but this game is yet another indication that teams can get at Jared Croker mentally. And when you do that, you completely take him out of the game. Yeah. Um which then nullifies a lot of Canberra's attack. Um not to mention it offers up a fuckload of points from the missed tackles that he makes, but well, yeah. um you said it was vintage McDougal, and I I don't disagree with that, but Jesus Christ he took him to school. Yeah. Okay, it was like men versus boys. Yeah. <laughs> um well literally, I mean, you know, like old man versus boys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly, versus 12-year-old prepubescent fucking whiny, sook-looking little bitch. Wow. You really went there, didn't you? Fuck. (laughs) Oh, just crack it for a fucking smile.
1: (laughs) Related story. (laughs) Croker has has made love to Glenn's wife or something. (laughs) Because, my God, what set you off then? Oh, just... He would landed some tries to the Uarte Pate and uh, and to Adam McDougal. You know
2: what he should have done? He Should have kicked the goal against the Tigers. Made a game of it.
1: Took the fucking jam out of your donut, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> you should put. You should I have like it, jam donuts. You should hoist him up. Took on the your... chocolate icing off my donut. <laughs> <laughs> you should. You should have hoisted him up on your shoulders for the goal he missed against <laughs> yeah, the Tigers. I should
2: have. I should have. Almost did. But it's it's uh, again. I hate to be the one to say it, but it's almost time for the police to put a ban on Uarte partes. No. It's only a matter of time before that Corey Worthington fuckhead shows up. <laughs> and, <laughs> and makes it infinitely less appealing. No, I'm happy with their parties to continue until that oh, day. I, I can't wait to see you in one of those stupid fucking hats and yellow glasses and a stupid hoodie with a fur lining. Yeah, and no I won't apologise or anything. I bet you won't. <laughs> it's not a thousand miles away from how you normally dress anyway. <laughs> I, I'm good for a fucking ridiculous observation. But did you notice that one of the Indigenous dancers prior to kick off was a dead ringer for Terry Campese. No. Absolute fucking from the same mould. He even had the same hair. You're going to need to IQ that. now. I I need a screenshot of this. As far as I'm aware, Indigenous people, male pattern baldness doesn't always strike them. It, it doesn't com- look like that's not the cat's hair baldness either. No, um, dead ringer, this Blake. <laughs> it was like if if I didn't know better, well, he's not out with a knee injury anymore, is he? He done his. What uh, did he do? His it was, bicep or something? It, Shoulder? Uh,
1: was it? Was it? Or was it like something? Was like groin or something? What did no, you, it wasn't yeah.
2: his knee. No, he did it. He reeled out of a tackle. It was yeah. bicep or pec or something. That's right. Yeah. Obviously that's what he's doing his spare time. <laughs> he's doing indigenous dancing. I love it. Oh well you gotta keep busy. Yeah, I'm gonna IQ it. <laughs> I, I don't really know why I noticed these sort of bullshit things and missed completely obvious stuff in games, but that was <laughs> that was priceless. Just I think teams are looking at the knights at the moment and as a fan I probably am a little bit myself as well, but there's gonna be some teams in the eight that are gonna be Do very well not to underestimate the Knights and get their pants pulled down. Yeah. They've got some capability in that side. It's funny, despite the injuries, they're just rolling on. Yeah. And I've bitched about the Tigers' injuries all year. Yeah. And God knows they've had a horrifying, crippling injury tile that no other side could ever hope to have made the eight from, let alone be favourites for the Premiership. But the Knights. Except for Newcastle. Or Souths, well, both had worse injury. Trials. Hardly hardly favourites for a premiership, though.
1: are they? Really? Well, no. But, you know, let's face it. I mean, they're about as, as favourite favourite for the premiership as the Tigers are. Not in my book, they're not. Unbackable. The, pre- well, the Tigers. If, the, if in the my pre- book, if the premiership is the name of some mystical award that they award to the side that finishes seventh or eighth <laughs> in the fucking minor premiership, <laughs> then yeah, Tigers are favourite for that award. I'll acknowledge <laughs> that. I'll give you that point.
2: They could be the they could be the the team that finishes eighth and knocks off first. They, they could be that team. I don't know that they're going to go on and win the call. I'm talking about the Knights. So of that. before you get a stupid look on your face <laughs> and go, yeah, I agree, the Tigers. Are... Whatever, shut up. Um, yeah, I, they could really be that team. And I think the teams that finish first and second, um, which at this stage you probably think will be Manly and Newcastle in whatever order that might finish in. Very first careful. and second. Sorry newcastle are not going to finish first or second, my friend. No, they're going to finish seventh or eighth, which yeah. means i will play the yeah, team yeah. that finishes yeah. first or second. Yeah, so they're going to lose to Manly or uh, Melbourne. They're a chance. They're a chance of springing an upset if those two teams don't take them very, very seriously. Like the previous two times they played Manly, this year, and I pumped them both occasions.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you're, you're all—you all of a sudden you're a danger to knock off one of the top teams if you beat Canberra and, and the Titans. I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree. Exactly right. I agree. <laughs> it's like if you, it's like you're ready to step into the octagon and fight a UFC match if you go into a childcare center and bash up some three-year-olds.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> can I go to Twitter now? Or have you got? Like got say The team got humiliated by the Tigers last week. I my it. <laughs> Let's go to Twitter,
1: shall we? Oh, I can go to Twitter. Fantastic. Yep, let's do that. Solzy, only one comment. Canberra fan, Solzy. I don't see how Campo will make any real difference to the Raiders in 2012 unless the rest of these clowns start aiming up. Oh, well, he's keeping fit by doing Indigenous dancing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know, they, what they're going to do, like a, a Haka, like the, remember the Indigenous, like the Haka, the, the the Haka equivalent that the Indigenous guys did at the start of the, the game against uh, yeah. New Zealand Mary? Maybe, maybe they'll do a bit of that. Maybe they
2: will. I'll
1: look forward to it. Get on it, Katia. That's it for Twitter on that game. Disappointing effort from Canberra. Disappointing effort from their fans on Twitter. Sunday, match of the round. Mighty <laughs> Manly Seagulls 36.
2: You <laughs> You're to talking about a bunch of batching up three-year-olds? <laughs>
1: Defeated the Sydney Roosters. If you went not in a daycare eight.
2: and found a couple of three-year-olds, one that had shit himself in the hallway and one that was fucking pissed in the sandpit, that'd be like beating the Roosters.
1: Oh, yeah. Manly. Dominant thirty six points to eight display over the poor old Sydney roosters sent them to drink it did <laughs> sent them to drink. Uh, <laughs> the roosters though they seem they seem like in you know at least in the early part of the game that you know they wanted to make a contest of it. Yes.
2: Harking right back to the start of the show. Yes, did you see the tweet from Anthony Watts? No It was uh, retweeted or there was a link to it sent by the lovely Megan who has a very lucrative future in voiceovers and splitting up perfectly happy and uh, cheerful Twitter crew Mm -hmm. type establishments. Um, Anthony Watts tweeted, and you got rid of me. You thought I was the problem. Please. Because he did a tweet. He tweeted... When he left the Cowboys...
1: Yeah, but no, 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 oh, there was that tweet.
2: Got out of Townsville,
1: shit joint. <laughs> yeah, no, but there was a tweet, he had a couple... Who? Okay, they beat the Bulldogs the other week. Who'd they lose to the week before that?
2: They lost to the Tigers not all that long ago, three weeks ago.
1: It was either that game or the week before, and they lost the game, and he tweeted something about karma as a bitch. <laughs> as if them losing was karma. Wow. He's a fucking piece of work, that guy. <laughs> he is, and I can say that with the full confidence that you won't do a fucking thing about it, is because I'm not a female. <laughs> Seriously, cock. All right. Now the roosters. Back to the roosters. His former employer. Yeah. Full of players that are still employed. Um, and still drunk. It would seem. Yeah, <laughs> still drunk though. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. Something's never changed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> roosters started off started off fairly well, but. Um, Manly scored through a pinpoint accurate kick from Jamie Lyon. Uh, Hopper Jr. picked it up, scored the try, four points to nil. A couple more tries before halftime from Manly. Um, Jamie Lyon scored one himself, and it was a great length of the field effort from Cherry Evans. Uh, Roosters had no idea in attack, uh, put through a, a pointless grubber, ricocheted off uh, Cherry's legs. He scooped it up and basically bolted it the length of the field to score a try. Showed a bit of pace, in fact pace that I didn't know he had uh to
2: score that try. <laughs> the um, first thirty, forty meters looked like he was gonna get run down for all money. Yeah,
1: and then he just he just somehow managed to just maintain that lead and he still didn't have to it, it you was know,
2: like they got to a point they got as close as as they eventually got and that was it. And he just no held him at bay.
1: Yeah and it wasn't like you know he had to get over line before someone quickly tackled him in touch, he just dived over, I mean you know they didn't get a hand on him. Good work. Good guy. stuff. Good stuff, Cherry. Uh twelve <laughs> nil halftime
2: score. I just called him Dale and you didn't even pick up on it. I, 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 I can try and keep I'm up, try man. I'm
1: starting to ignore it. Who called? Who was Dale? The, the, I picked up another one. When was it? might have been the Today Show or something. Um, Dale. On the on Monday morning. Who was it? It was Ben Fordham, I believe it was, who was doing the sport for the Today Show. And he called him Dale too, the knob. It's getting tiresome. I mean, you know, I can't be the police of the world. I can't get on all these people and correct them, you know, how to say his name properly. I mean, fucking why is not a silent, you know... Um, guys, English, you're on TV, learn to speak English or go to fucking Albania or wherever you want to and read And let this. us, put us on TV. Exactly, exactly. Not that exactly. We can speak English. Second either. half, what happened in the second half? More of the first, an absolute procession of points from Manly, uh, glorious skills, Um, and Glenn Stewart scored the first try, broke from a scrum, picked it up, and just <laughs> basically created some space, made him think he was going to pass it to the right, to Jamie Lyon, didn't happen. He just strolled through, scored the try. Um, T-Rex, in his return, he scored the next try. But I would say it would be a bulldozer of a try, but... Hands down, th- this was
2: the best game I've ever seen T-Rex play.
1: Ever. I agree. And it was It was like he finally... I mean, I've said it before, but it's this This game, it was like he finally realised, I'm a massive unit. I could use this to my advantage and steamroll <laughs> some motherfuckers. I'm a rugby
2: league player. This is actually conducive to my performance level on the field, this six 6'30", 130. Thousand kilo frame. Yeah, and
1: a friend of the club, he actually got. He was awarded the players' player award for this game. I don't think he was man of the match. I mean, Glenn Stewart was clear man of the match. However, players' player went to Tony Williams, and at the post-match function, he actually got up and said that he enjoys being in the forwards much more, and he's found the anger, and he felt the anger in this game, and you know that's translated into the way that he's um, starting to bullock and play. <laughs> Sorry, I was just laughing then because uh, Glenn showed me a tweet saying that there was rumours of Reese Wester to the Tigers, which I think is fucking magnificent and hope it happens. Uh, next. Who was the next try? Tony Williams scored a try. Then, great try from Steve Matto. It all came from Kieran Foran, one-on-one strip. Pulled the ball off Jason, Jason Riles, who once again had a characteristically Riles-ish game. Uh, and
2: then, by riles you pl- mean completely shit.
1: Played a stopped as Riles looked at the referee, you know... Um, asking you know if you could have a lolly or you know a, a bottle or you know a dummy or something meanwhile Kieran Foran's the only guy running matter came off him scored the try great try um finally finally the roosters they eventually got on the board through a try to to Aiden Guerra who He's a hard dude to tackle, and even though he was well covered by the defence, he just finds a way to keep spinning and turning, and eventually finds a way to get the ball down. And so he scored the try, and that was uh, four points on the board for the Roosters. If
2: Josh, Josh Dugan put on twenty five kilos, he'd be cut off his rat's tail. Yeah, and paste, pasted his rat's tail on his top lip yeah. with some clay glue. He's saying he'd be Aidan Guerra. 100 Guerra, yeah. He's a bit ungainly, like a, yeah. like Dugan. Yeah, he's just like a, fucking yeah. hard to tackle.
1: Yeah, yeah, and he just wants to keep spinning and making yeah. forward progress. And I mean, you are only like two meters out from the line. That and his socks are pro-
2: down, and his legs yeah. just seem to be so much longer than what they actually are because his socks are down. Yep, yep, yep.
1: However, that, that if that was going to be the comeback for the Roosters, uh, not to be You'd say he was a rugby league gazelle, you could you could massive gazelle, um, Brett Stewart. Did not score a try at this Brookie, uh this Brookie game, so the what the, the ratio was with that. Don't know, but the How ratio. Why did they not
2: go looking for him?
1: Well, they did. They did towards the end. Um, there was one really obvious time on this occasion. He he basically passed the ball for for Hopper Junior to pick up his second try. I would just go through those tries because at the very yeah. end they did try something for Brett Stewart. Matai scored a <laughs> hilarious try from a manly perspective when um he just ran the ball up towards the try line. I'm pretty sure he was just running straight and hard with no intention of scoring a try. There are about four roosters holding him up. He just kept pushing forward with his legs. They wrapped his body up. They wrapped his shoulders up. They didn't wrap his arms up. And he just put the ball down on the line and scored the try. Embarrassing shit for the, for the roosters. Um, and then Brett Stewart, they did try and set him up. They uh, they moved the ball to the left. And I think it was four and went for the, uh, the, the trick shot banana kick uh, towards the center of the field. Stewart was pouring through the center and, The commentators picked up as well that um that yeah some Roosters players they they knew what was coming, they just ran Brett Stewart off the ball so he couldn't get anywhere near it and uh you know prevented him getting his try. Uh, Final points of the match went to the Roosters. Um, with about ten seconds to go, it was actually quite a good um length of field try once again. Try of the
2: year if you uh, listen to the Channel Nine commentary team. Give me a break. Not Sean Johnson's got that one covered on his own. It was
1: it was a good try, but I mean like you know, you've got to think of context as well. The Sean Johnson try, the game was well and truly live. You know, this was a, this was ten seconds, you know, before the full time Hooter. Um great skills from the Roosters to score the try. I thought initially that um that Graham was offside, but then when you see the replay, Jeezy covered a lot of ground quickly and you can see him he was out of the pitcher, but you could see a hand in the bottom of the screen come up where he was calling for the ball and he was well and truly onside. Great try of the Roosters. Fire score line thirty
2: six points to eight. In the first ten fifteen minutes, I don't think the cheeks the chookies were that bad. No, it was actually it was, Manly a, was, it was just a good game, white hot. Yeah, just too good. Um, Training run. Bit surprised that Brett Stewart didn't get a try as as I mentioned earlier. But can't get them all. Let's not forget Jamie Lyons' goal kicking performance. Two from eight.
1: Like Jamie Lyons do. Well, like Benji Marshall's do. Jamie Lyons don't do that generally. <laughs> Jamie Lyon has been taking lessons I from Benji through the week
2: because in this game that's exactly what
1: happened. It is, although in the post-match press conference Desi did say, Oh, here we go."
2: That, um, was it the ref's fault? No, oh, wasn't the ref's fault it was at all. No,
1: wasn't oh. the ref's fault at all. In fact, it was, that was it. Was funny. Benji was, Marshall's fault, <laughs> partially Benji Marshall's fault, but, but mainly, most, mostly, um, yeah. You know, in the obviously mainly fine-tuning some things for the finals campaign, and on this occasion, uh, the 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 edict from. From Desi to the side was this week. Miss all your goals. This week we're going to do it in in increments of four, just to just to up the degree of difficulty for training <laughs> purposes. It's like um. You stop talking now. It's you know like you, you put st- it was like putting a, it was like putting a weight vest on. You lost all credibility. Like... <laughs>
2: approximately forty five seconds ago. I'm just telling you the truth. Watch the press conference. He said it. <laughs> Clearly, no one wants to play Manly at Brookvale, given their home record in the finals. Yeah. Undefeated final. The fortress is back. We yeah. don't get a home final. Doesn't happen. They've changed it this year. Home final for Sydney teams, it's like SFS. For any... Really? Yeah. Fuck, that's a massive advantage for anyone not named Manly.
1: Yeah. And and and, and presumably, you know, Dragons or Cogger as well, if that was... You know, I mean, even though they're out of the four at the moment, you know, that that would be a disadvantage for them as well. So if the Cowboys... Yeah, they'll get Dairy Farm because, you know, once again, it'll be a... Yeah, it's a regional thing. So the only stadium up there is, you know, in that vicinity is... Maybe. Well, hang on a uh, sec.
2: Why don't they play at Suncorp then?
1: Or is it... Because the the North Queensland is so far away from Brisbane, it's not the same thing.
2: So if the Titans make
1: the eight? <laughs> yeah, okay. They're not, but they'd be Suncorp. Titans would be Suncorp.
2: Yeah, okay.
1: Cowboys would be dairy farmers. Wow. Storm okay, would I- be Amy, still.
2: How have I not been brought up to speed on that?
1: The, re- the It first came out when um they had the game a couple of weeks ago at Coggera, um which was after Gaznier announced his retirement. Yeah. And uh, and then he he found out after that game that that was actually going that was his last game uh, because home final wouldn't be yeah wouldn't be there.
2: That's good. I don't mind if the Tigers play Manly now. except the SFS. Yeah, doesn't matter. When the SFS, are not very happy. Wait, the probably would have been a close game. Book and we would have scored you know, out a win. As but. long as as long as Liam keeps throwing up those intercepts, <laughs> doesn't matter where we play. Play in the fucking backyard, if you like. Good win for Manly. <laughs> Bounce back from a horrifying win. defeat last weekend against didn't the Tigers. It, didn't,
1: once again, as, as for the last uh, probably six games, they didn't get out of, did not get out of neutral. Just took it at half pace. Tigers didn't, put him into reverse last week. Yeah, there's the thing. Tigers beat him on a forward pass, and they didn't even get our first gear in that game either. Yeah, <laughs> no, he's still thinking he about
2: that. Let's move on, shall we? Uh I'm looking forward to the next recap. <laughs> I'm looking forward to uh,
1: the Twitter for this game. Okay, cool. Actually there wasn't a, there wasn't a heck of a lot going on for Twitter in this game. I mean there was obviously the usual uh manly stuff manly about you dribble. know people saying, you know, how magnificent Manly were and um unbeatable manly are. But um and obviously Annalise underscore oh eight, regular contributor. If Killer had his normal boots on and not Benji's, it would have been forty eight eight. Why wasn't George Rose kicking?
2: Shut up, Annalise.
1: <laughs> Truth hurts, Glenn. Truth hurts. Let's move along to Monday night football. Wow. It was a footbitch for the Parramatta Eels. Did not see this coming at all. South Sydney Rabbitohs, 56. Defeated the Parramatta Eels, 6. Mm. How about Fourth, that, para fans. Oh, para fans. Fourth minute of play, Greg Inglis scored. And this was probably, would this be his best game of the season? Jeez, it'd be close. Club, best club game of the season for Inglis? Fuck. Probably an absolute Country straight. mile? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, return of Dave Best Harlow. game, hands down. Regardless of what level. This year, you're saying? Not ever? No, this year, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Inglis scored in the fourth minute after a massive break. Now, uh, Parramatta, jeez, they're woeful. They had the opportunity in the early part of the game before it got away from them. They did have some opportunities, but they failed um, to capitalise on them. And they had three three sets, three repeat sets uh, early. Didn't get shit out of it. That point on, Rabbits put their foot on the accelerator Eels pretty much stopped playing. I mean, it was touch football for them, I guess. And um, the try started rolling in. Nathan Merritt scored his first try in the 20 minutes of the game. Three minutes later, Nathan Merritt was over again. Try number two. 30th minute, Inglis. He got his double. (laughs) And uh, where are we? Two minutes later.
2: I thought Sutton and Merritt were going to get five tries each, to be honest. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, uh, where were we? Two minutes later, so what, 32nd minute of the game. Sutton put on some footwork that I've never seen him do before. Made a great break, put on a try for Merritt. And that was his hat trick in 32 minutes of play. But given he only scored his first try in the, let's see, where are we? 20th minute? So he scored a hat trick in 12 minutes.
2: Like good players do, Nathan. Fucking
1: like good players do, right? Lottie couldn't score a hat-trick in 12 seasons. <laughs> <laughs> not in 12
2: minutes. Holy shit. <laughs> still time. There's still time for the great man this year. Yeah, I uh, I think not. Might uh, get one each week of the finals.
1: First half. Uh, where are we? Yep, that was it for the first half. 34 points to nil was the half-time margin. And, what uh, a joke, what did you, and, gee, the Eels were copping on Twitter. So and they the, should have. The Eels players on Twitter fucking copped it. Like, they, they copped an absolute smashing. Uh, Shackleton, in particular, copped the flogging. Um, There's there a vision of him, you know, as they're walking off the halftime, him sort of, like, laughing to, you know, talking to, like, the South players. You know, as they sort of come together and walk mm. off the field. So uh, bad look, and uh, he copped it accordingly. Where are we? If second half. What's happened? 45th minute. Dylan Farrell, usually he's the hat-trick machine for the Rabbitohs. Not not on this occasion, though, but he scored a try in the 45th minute, and uh, that was their first try in the second half. Um, Finally, finally, Parramatta started to work their way back into the game, if not on the (laughs) scoreboard, but into the actual, you know, the flow flow of the game. Um, Ben Smith made a break. Jared Hayne uh, put a nice little chip kick in, bounced off the crossbar, but it was uh, pretty patient. Timed, timed his, uh, his catch to perfection and scored under the sticks in the 58th minute of the game. And now back. They're only down 40 points to, or 38 points <laughs> to six at that stage. Um, next 10 minutes, once again, Parramatta, they were they were back in the flow of the game. And they certainly seem to have uh, stemmed the, stemmed the, the tighter points against them a bit. But Nathan Merritt got his fourth try. That's the next points of the game. Um, finally, or well, not finally, Merritt again. He made a break this time. And uh, past the Inglis, Inglis sent uh, Chris McQueen in for the try. Rabbitohs started just, I mean, they're obviously scoring at will at this point. And uh, off the very next set, Nathan Merritt scored a try. That was try number five. What a great effort. Following the conversion, 56 points to six. Great, great effort. Now, that game was the biggest win that the Rabbits have had in 31 years. Uh, I believe the five tries to Merritt was, uh, it makes him the eighth Rabbitoh in history, I think it was, to score five tries in a match. Um, and first one in fucking three generations, probably. I saw a tweet from the uh, from the Newtown Twitter account today. Did you see that? No. They're saying that he's uh he's got a history of scoring five tries, and a couple of years ago he scored five tries plus goals in a in a game for Newtown and for a personal haul of forty points.
2: Really <laughs> merited. <laughs> yeah, when he's playing Reggies. Must have been yeah. Jesus. <laughs> How's I mean, that? <laughs> South fans, though, certainly once this game was well and truly beyond Parramatta's reach, which was probably about six minutes in, just they've just they been taking hollow smugness to new levels. They since, have. And they've been doing it ever since the last time they won the comp, which whenever the fuck that was. Um, it's like Christmas. It only happens once a year, games like this for South. <laughs> well, it happened against fuck the Tigers they last it. year, so... Yeah, that's right. They played well. I don't know how much of it was them being absolutely untouchably awesome and how much of it was Parramatta being absolutely f- awful. Well, look, But you, coming off last week's win, you've got to give credit.
1: Yeah, you have, the to credit break, you, you have to break it down. I mean, obviously, the, the last three halves of football they've had have been pretty impressive. Sure. One no. half was against a decent team, although on the decline. Two halves
2: were against Parramatta. Yeah. Um. God, it just seemed like every time they ran any sort of play that wasn't one pass off the ruck with the forward hitting it up, any time it we went any further than that, they yep. were busting the line. Yeah. I don't know what the final tally of line breaks was, but... I don't know if it's that either, but it would have been be H- about Christ.
1: 15. like Okay, how many tries did they score? It would have been nine tries that they scored in total, I think. Well, yeah, Inglis um, tri- got 10 two, tries.
2: Merritt got five.
1: Ingles two, Merritt, five. Farrell, McQueen... Is that it? Nine? Is that all of them? I think so. All right. So, nine tries. So, that was certainly nine line breaks. Plus, I mean, I'm sure there would have been a couple shut down. Sando got one. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, there we go. Ten. Ten. And so
2: he's missed two goals for 56 points. That makes sense. Unbelievable. So, that's ten line breaks right there. Easy. And they just seem to run through them at will. Certainly on the left hand, on their left hand side of tack, they just. Power had absolutely no answer. Casey McGuire got ran through. Um, a bunch nightmares. of times on his own. Sorry? Yeah, nightmares. Dave Taylor, Inglis.
1: And Sutton. Sutton. Oh, oh. Shit. I mean, the day that Sutton becomes this,
2: this fearsome ball runner is the day that you know you just got to give it up. I was... I mean, clearly the difference with Parramatta was that Rennie Matu was ruled out before kick-off. Demoralised him to the point where they didn't even turn up. Yep, And rightfully so, he's their best player. Yeah. Has been for six weeks <laughs> <laughs>
1: is it six or it was it like four yeah it's probably that <laughs> two week training camp. great
2: achievement by merit, and not just any super coach points it was the most ever scored by a player 166 it? I think it was yeah. finally revised to and that is the most super coach points ever scored amazing Greg Inglis looks fitter than he has all season and as we mentioned before played his best game of the season um, in any form be it for Australia qu- Queensland or, or at club level I'm just not sure if South's going to make the connection between Inglis playing his best footy when he actually looks the fittest he has all season. Probably not. And also, Inglis playing his best game when Sutton... When is Sutton delivering ca- the is ball cutting to loose him. on the left-hand side and Dave Taylor's creating space with barnstorming runs on the left-hand side. Yeah. Really, all they have to do is Sutton just has to give the ball. Join the fucking dots, South. As for Parra, their fans, Kyle's pretty vocal as you'd expect his son was pretty well devastated he wears his heart on his sleeve much like his old man um, Kev all all the para fans that, that we interact with on Twitter they're all shattered and rightfully so. say absolutely off shattered 50, right yeah you come to the to full time and the players all gather around on the field if I was coach of that team I would have fucking hauled their asses off the field yep. by my or the hair, if I had yep. to. But they're all prancing around on the field, having a chat with their mates. Mm-hmm. And Patty, a horrible hairdo. He's having a laugh. He's yep. only played half a dozen first grade games. It's a big yep. fucking joke. Yep. He got pumped by 50, whatever. Yep. It's great. First yep. grader. It's just ca- it's
1: characteristic of, of players that are, I remember back in uh the bad old days when, when Manly were just coming out of the Northern Eagles thing and they didn't have any good players really. You know, yeah, you know, they had like a handful of good players and then they had your players like Gary Winters and your Grant Woodens and uh, and like and walkers, like Ben Walker. And like they'd like yeah, they get pumped and you'd
2: see him laughing and it fucking infuriated me. It wasn't even my club and I was pissed off. Yeah. I was like and Nicklin tried to pull me up on it, so said like it's just a game, man. I'm like, fuck that, it's just a game. They get paid, you know, not in Patio Horrible Hairdo's case, but some of these blokes yep. paid hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. Mm-hmm. The least they can do is give a fuck. It's a job. <laughs> it's a job. Like, If I have a horrible day at work, or if I do like absolutely shit work, yep. and my boss is about to give me a rev, I'm not going in there and horse smiles. <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> The worst part of it all was in the press conference, Steve Kearney he had that smug little smirk yeah. on his face as well. Yeah. Like, wow, Parramatta board, they're fairly well oblivious, but if they yeah. don't do something about that, I'm sure yeah. they won't, but, but obviously some
1: people didn't find it
2: as serious as others i I was I don't subscribe to the theory like that it's just a game. Really? No. Like, yeah, there's more important things in life, but how do we, at the end how of the day, that's what these those guys are out there to do. And how hard do we take losses? And it's not our job. No. At all. We don't have financial stake or anything in it. And and we're a microcosm of, of the fan base of every club. Yeah. You know, this passionate militant fans just like and us are, and for every
1: club. And admittedly there are the reverse too. There are there are like, you know, Pollyanna's that you know, no matter what
2: happens, they'll always be sucking up to the club and you know. I think if if we are expected to you know pay our pay p v subscription to watch our team play when they're not on free to air if we're you know much like we do fly down to games or the state or, or go down and watch our team play whenever they're down the coast or in the city or whatever and buy memberships and buy merchandise you know the big push at every season is to go out and, and support your club and be a part of your t- club and and become a member. Is that what, is that what they're representing? Is that what we're buying into?
1: Yeah. It's good to see the fans are committed
2: to, to yeah. the team. We commit our hard-earned cash, and you prance around after a 50-point 50, 50 drubbing with <laughs> a smile on your face. That's it. Give me a break. Good win by South. Um, they kept their final tapes alive, um, albeit slim, but they keep up that sort of form, um, and they do scrape into the eight, then... I don't know, they'll go in with some momentum if they keep playing like that. Oh, yeah. Um, it'd be interesting to see how they how they go in the next couple of weeks. Um, you know, we spoke about the Dragons' performance. That was super impressive. This one, they they come out of the blocks and were never-headed and just went on with the job really impressively. Um, if they can keep it up, good luck to them and there'll be some happy South fans. Probably pretty smug. Yeah, well, the thing about I mean, I guess the South, I mean... Shitload of you know
1: great form they're showing at the moment. Great form second half against the Dragons. Great form of this game, piling the points. And um, it's a bit reminiscent of the Broncos in '06, the whole Dave Taylor thing. Yeah, if I was if if I was uh, if I was the Barley Nine, I'd be shitting myself um, about the game that I'll be playing against South in September when they're on their end of season trip. Beach footy, you reckon? Yeah.
2: they'll carve up in barley. Ingleson, Dave Taylor, looking unstoppable. I think they will. Shirtless, um, shirtless. Yep. Dave will be wearing um, his best Bombay bloomers with hibiscus yep. print.
1: Yep, yep. Um, so yeah, you know the teams that they're, they're going to be playing on their tour of Bali. Greg will um, probably be running around in a sarong, while, while the rest of the teams, you know, while, while half the competition are playing finals football.
2: Greg will be running around in a sarong. You think? Of
1: course. Toga, maybe. Yeah, and you'll probably be really fit too,
2: because I mean, Bali's not really known for their pies. No, he might get Bali belly. You he'll may. Come back. Looking to put weight on. Yeah. <laughs> God, knows he's good at that. (laughs) (laughs) Let's hope it's not raining.
1: Otherwise, we might have to stay over there for the whole time. (laughs) Twitter, Cage007, uh, who uh, Glenn uh, made mention of just before, Parramatta Eels fan. He said, I would need more than 140 characters. Make it 1,400 characters to describe how I feel right now about my Eels. 102, Megan. South's biggest win since 31 years ago, and it'll be another 31 years till they do it again. (laughs) Cruzy 06. She's Did, such a heckler, Megan. She is. She's
2: <laughs> a is. Roosters fan. I love <laughs> yeah.
1: it. Cruzy 06. The Eels achieved an epic fail in the close the gap round as they got pumped
2: like a Saudi Arabian oil rig. And I saw a. Um, I don't know if, if it was actually tweeted at us or just in general, saying obviously the Eels defence didn't realise it was close the gap round. <laughs>
1: That was yeah, well, that, and that's that's basically what you know, what Kruse said as well. Yeah, uh, Jeremy underscore Jack a zero one. Apparently, no one told Paris' defence it was closed. The gap. Well, there you go. It, clo- it was close the gap round. Ha! It's great to be a manly supporter. This it weekend. was tweeted at us. There we go. There you go. It was tweeted us. Um, it's good to see that our fans know exactly the sort of thing that, we, like, that we're going to want to see. <laughs> Previews for round 23 2011 kicks off Friday Night Football game number one. The North Queensland Cowboys versus the Brisbane
2: Broncos. Big occasion. It is. A big record for Lockie. I'm thinking Broncos. I'm thinking Broncos. Sense of occasion. They'll run over the top of the Cowboys, even despite the fact that JT's back. I agree. You
1: know, the Cowboys might find some time to sort of come to terms with JT being back in the side. They've had the they've had the you know I said for a few weeks
2: ago to one of the boys at work who's a um you know, and I've brought this up on the show previously. One of the boys at work is a massive Cowboys fan. I said, the irony will be JT comes back, he loses a couple of games in a row.
1: <laughs> well, the team actually, you know, you know, when Mango has less responsibility, yeah. you know, uh, I I I, don't, I I can't see the Cowboys winning this game at all. I mean. They won the first game of the season against the Broncos, fair enough. Um, you know, they've been playing pretty well lately. They they go fairly well up at uh, Dairy Farmers, but I just think the Broncos, I mean, attack and defense is starting to get back there. Agreed. Uh, and the attack is something the Broncos haven't really had all season, but it just seems like they are starting to get back there, especially with Hodges. He's coming
2: into his own a bit. Yeah, interesting. Um, the same guy at work I just mentioned was bringing up some players that are off contract. Uh, I think at the end of next season, you wouldn't think Aaron Payne is one of those guys for the Cowboys. I, I can't mm-hmm. see him getting a new deal. No, to he's okay. Arrow in the wings. Yep. England for him, I'd say. I suspect so. Uh, yeah. Broncos, too big an occasion uh, for the great man, and they'll, um, they'll give Lockie a win for his 350th. I believe Gallup is flying up there to uh,
1: give Lockie a, a presentation after the game. Yes. Friday night football, game number two. Penrith Panthers versus West Tigers.
2: In a, a, Soon to be the Wesser Tigers. <laughs>
1: if we would to believe the rumours we see on Twitter.
2: Yes. And, you know, much is going to be made about Lockie's 350th, but the real milestone game this weekend is Benji's 150th. No, it's not. Said he'd never make it. It's
1: only taking 20 years to get there. And then
2: he won the Golden
1: Boot. This is the fucking the musical episode, is it? (laughs) Yeah, it could be,
2: could be. I love, I love it. I'm loving a sing tonight. It's great. You are, you're loving it. Had to force you to get do it at the start, and now you're taking it and run. Got the music in me, mate. (laughs) Interesting for the Panthers. Michael Jennings has been named at fullback. Um, but really, if nothing else, I mean, he's going to get a lot of ball. The more ball he gets, the better. He's not...
1: Yeah. He could tear shit up in broken play.
2: You imagine that? Get he could, ball. but there won't be any broken play to be had, mate.
1: About five length of the field tries for
2: for uh, Jennings. Get on him, super coach.
1: 160 points coming right up.
2: Really? they got... <laughs> the the, the lo- lack of Chris Lawrence in this game has been completely nullified by the fact that Jennings has been named at fullback. <laughs> so... Um, That was the only chance that the Panthers had of doing anything in this game. And as it turns out, no Luke Lewis, no Lachlan Coote. Michael Jennings not playing in his rightful position. Um, And he's been ousted in favour of Brad Ty and Junior vi Give me a break, Tigers by 40. Not by that much, but Tigers are going to win this game, no fucking doubt about it.
1: Super Saturday, game number one. New Zealand Warriors
2: versus the Newcastle Knights. Two... Good performances from both these teams last week. Knights big winners and the Warriors, you know, probably, probably not putting an 80-minute performance together against the the Broncos and just, you know, going down by one point. But back at home, they're a different side, the Warriors, and um, I'll probably look for them to, to knock the Knights off, which will probably mean that the Tigers will then slip into seventh spot and be hunting the Warriors. Possibly, yeah. yeah. Well,
1: I mean, these two, these They're teams. The I mean, I'm point, not sure. So. I'm not sure which other teams meet each other in the final rounds of the season either. But, either. Uh, but yeah, this is one of those games where two teams in similar position on the table play each other. Obviously, yep. one's going to, you know, move higher. One's not. Newcastle always been the most vulnerable side in the lower half. So of the day, definitely, I think. definitely be in at least seventh spot.
2: Barring you don't lose, you know, barring defeats. True. So if. Th- Let's say because the Knights have got a um, a lower points differential, let's say if they run out winners and the Tigers absolutely pump the Panthers, sixth spot, here we come. Climbing our way up the ladder. Two thousand eleven yeah. premiers, yeah, twelve game win streak. Ladder's gonna, run first. ladder's gonna run out of rungs. Call me fucking genius when it happens.
1: What do we call you when it doesn't happen? Not a genius. Okay, not a genius, here we go. Super <laughs> Saturday, game number two, match of the round, Parramatta Eels versus the Mighty Manly Seagulls.
2: You're not going to get to watch this. How unfortunate.
1: It is unfortunate. Fuck, I'm going to have to cancel this Titan shit. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> i <I'll laughs> there,
2: boys. View, viewer's choice. I choose to watch the Manly game. <laughs> I'll put it on the big screen for you. Hopefully, hopefully. We're going to be the only ones there. No one oh, will mind. Yeah, I'm going to be in the pub.
1: <laughs> hopefully, they're playing it on the TV in the bar.
2: Mainly mainly by if South can beat power by fifty, fuck. Could be a hundred. hundred. Imagine that. This could be like all blacks versus Namibia.
1: Yeah, and you know Brett Stewart, he might not have scored a brookie last week, but uh geez, Paramount Stadium, he might get five. My God. Brett Stewart hat trick for sure. Well, you know, with when teams when teams go through losses like you know, the fifty ones they can often try and aim up the next you know, the following week. <laughs> But yeah, I think. Oh, Karim, sorry, I, I should not have laughed out given, loud. Given like the that. given given that Steve Kearney's uh, had the uh, the smug look on his face in the press conference after the game yep. last week. I assume that it he hasn't
2: taken it seriously. I think
1: he truly believes that um, you know, you actually get number one draft pick if you come last, and yep. uh, and that's why he's feeling, you know, like he's feeling on he's on the right track for
2: that. Maybe the Eagles will get Reese Wesser, number one draft pick. <laughs> Who did he first? <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Yeah, mainly by 400.
1: Super Saturday, game number three, the Gold Coast Titans versus the Melbourne Storm, which we will be in attendance for. Yes, we
2: will. Look us up.
1: Buy us a drink. and then God watch knows the, Nate won't. And then watch the Purple Chiefs win by about 50.
2: We're Titans for the day. Yeah, Get behind I... your team, Nate. Okay, Titans are still going to lose, though. Fucking hell. You sound like a Titans fan. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I, and I'm not even going to go. <laughs> there's nowhere to park the food's shit but we'll still be there yeah we'll still be there Titans um, by one I'm a Titan for the day
1: Titans to shock the world and help Manly out in their quest for the minor premiership exactly. good job Titans winning
2: by 13 plus Titans by special. one see how I've like translated my Tigers bullshit over just to the Titans for the day it's great Titans can do anything it's unstoppable th- force <laughs> Sunday football game number one, Canberra Raiders versus the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Um, Canberra back at home. How much of a difference that going to make to their performance? Sweet fuck all. Rabbitohs by fifty. Yep, unstoppable. Not fifty. Rabbitohs Rab- Rab- by
1: twenty six plus. I would imagine, unless they really fall into that rocks pattern again, three consecutive halves of diamond rugby league with a combined score of what probably something in the vicinity a of- thousand. You know, I wasn't very good at math. Something like 80, oh, they've probably scored, they've scored 84 points and they've conceded six to the Eels and how many they conceded in the second half to the Dragons? Mm. Uh, six or eight? Something so, like that. Oh no, four. You know, it's so a lot f- f- so it is not sorry, very much. It was four, so that's ridiculous. They've, they've gone uh, nearly 100 to 10 or 80, 80 something to 10. Um, if they can continue that, I'd say it's going to be sort of one of those 32-10 games, I, I think. Um, and you have anything to add to that? No, rabbit eyes, kill him. Canberra were chawing through the week. Did you see with the selection, possible selection of Matt Orford at, uh, at hooker?
2: And didn't happen though. That did not eventuate. No, apparently Salantung was in doubt, and that was how that apparently his was apparently happen,
1: his but... injury. I say making that quote sign with my fingers. <laughs> his injury uh, is too bad
2: for him to even be hooker. How Danny Galea, with all due respect, former Tiger, um, how he's keeping Josh Papali on the bench? Give me a break. <laughs> They might as well bring him along. You know, you don't want to, you know, soil the youngster
1: and wear him out on such a shit side, you know, when this season's got nothing <laughs> on the line to play for. I honestly think that's got, you know, something, you know, just sort of bring him on. You know, no need to rush him. Yeah, I guess. You know, it doesn't matter. The season's not going anywhere.
2: Mm. Oh, well, I guess this is a game where South will prove they're the real deal as far as putting themselves in finals contention. You know, this is a game you'd expect them to win and win comfortably based on their recent form. So they should run away with it. Sunday football game number two, St. George-Illawarra Dragons versus the Sydney Roosters.
1: It's the game where the Dragons probably get back on the winner's list. You suspect so. Sydney Roosters, obviously, you know, there's some history there. Well, they, they may be without... I must
2: you, admit... They may be without Newer Sale and and Carney, don't forget. I'm not a particularly good rugby league tipster because I generally, th- when I'm tipping, I tip too many upsets because I envisage like, the following day's newspaper headline. Yeah. And this one I've I've got a bit of a roosters put week of turmoil but tum, turmoil behind them to to slay the dragons or something to that effect. Without Nate Miles and Nua who was stood down and Carney who was sacked? Well, hasn't happened yet. It been named on no. the side.
1: Yeah. Pending investigation. I think the way that investigation's gonna go is uh were they drinking? Yes, no, if yes. They're gonna to have to be stood down. Carney is gonna to have to probably go, but they might. They, Do you think Carney will be sacked? Did, I don't uh, know if he should be. That from you? He should be. The argument that will be made though is that perhaps they were out, but they were, you know, they were on the tonic waters or you know, they are on the lemonades. They went out to enjoy the vibe and
2: have a bit of a dance. Do you really enjoy the vibe if you're out at two in the morning, or three in the morning, if you're not on the Terps? Well, I don't. I couldn't. But... If I'm not on the Terps. I'm in bed by nine o'clock. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm just I'm just trying to preempt what may come up because they haven't you know, the the, the club have certainly you know, their language was very imbi- ambiguous and although they've conceded that the players were at night spots, there's uh been no mention of any
2: potential drinking other than the uh the narc slash cabbie. Yeah. Despite my vision of a pro roosters headline, I think the Dragons will win. Comfortably. Yes. Wayne's had enough. He sure has. That's why he's going to Newcastle. Monday night
1: foot bitch. Granola Sharks versus Cannery Bulldogs. I think the Sharks are going to put pay to the Bulldogs' final soaps. Oh, they got do- they got final soaps, have they? The Dogs, yeah. Yeah, oh, no Ottoman, no chance. Sharks by 50.
2: Yep, agreed. Maybe not that much. I, no. I don't think they'll win by that much. Probably Sharks, two.
1: The Sharks will be gallonless.
2: Oh, they will too. Uh, I, I imagine he's definitely going to get oh, the week. shit, no, Dogs. If Gallon doesn't play. Yeah, and
1: the Dogs, I mean, the Dogs aimed up against the Cowboys last week, Um, you know. Obviously, the Ottoman was a massive, you know, part of that, and that's going to leave a gaping hole in their heart. That's
2: going to crush the club, but they'll still have enough to get over the sharks. They're playing a crushed club, they so are. so they'll be okay. Speaking of dogs crushed, Frank Pritchard's playing. Is that going to be a and good thing or a bad thing? I think it's going to be a good thing for the dogs. Not good thing for the sharks' medical insurance policies. Hope they're covered for broken ribs. Okay, so we agreed Canterbury by heaps. Yes.
1: Once again, it is time for the mailbox. This week we have one entry uh, from Garbs nineteen eighty five. Um, also, just wanted to raise a tweet that we got from a listener by the name of Ryan Bensley, who is at rbenso on Twitter, and he um, was questioning whether you know this this uh, segment of the show was you know all for like you know negative and, and swearing filled, expletive filled rants. Not the case at all. Um, If you've got any comment on the game of Rugby League uh, or on the round that has just passed, by all means, send it in. Uh, we're happy to give everybody a viewpoint, and it's most certainly not exclusively for people who want to go off their nut. So anyway, over to Garbs. What's he got to say this week?
2: David Mead's try. Will it get try out of here? Absolutely, it'll piss it in. was it just like beaten spastics in races when you're Usain Bolt. God, David Mead. Greg Bird, you might be a one-armed lesbian, but David Mead,
1: you have ball handling that rivals Jenny Jamison. Well done, son. full time for episode number 60 as always you can interact with us on Twitter so follow at TWI league and when we remember we'll let you know what the match specific hashtags to use are as well on Facebook crash through 755 likes is that what the latest count was that Mm -hmm. you saw so we may still make our lofty goal of 800 by the end of the season iTunes keep the reviews coming once again we are one of the most reviewed shows in the sports category on iTunes in fact in any category awesome work and we had a couple of new reviews come through this week the first one was a five star review. Gotta love those. From Knights Win in a Lynn 2011. <laughs> a what, very.
2: What the fuck did that what? even
1: mean? I don't know. I mean, my pronunciation could have been all fucked up, but who knows. A very PC and unbiased view of League. Not awesome <laughs> show. Go Knights. We've got one here from Darth Durden. So he's a fan of Star Wars slash Fight Club. Yes. More lols to be had than at South's. Five stars. Do they have a good knowledge of the game? Check. Have a love for the game? Check. Equal discussion for all teams? Check. Don't makes, a mo- makes a mockery of your fucking assertion that uh, the manly uh, summaries go longer. Understand and applaud humour? Check. Create the greatest player nicknames? Check. Communicate with their listeners? Check. All in all, a great listen. Every Thursday, wrapping up the week that was and discussing the weekend of games ahead. Go Easts. Do yourselves a favour? And Molly (laughs) Meldrum. We even had two of the last two two lines. They even used the quote from Molly (laughs) Meldrum. And finally, the spirit of NRL five stars from Trek West, legend, legend. And uh, I think he is going to be coming along to the Burger Challenge on Sunday. Is he? I was messaging him on Twitter today. I think he's going to try and get down. Excellent. From uh, from the the mountainous region of Toowoomba.
2: I look forward to slapping him in the back of the head. This is the perfect audio
1: companion to your season of Rugby League. Nate and Glenn encapsulate the often biased, always over opinionated and straight up and down attitude that all Rugby League fans have in their news and reviews. Their previews are very rarely an accurate guide to tipping, though it's often fun to listen to them after the games in question have been played. They aren't afraid to tell backhanded, it, it. Backhanded compliment. <laughs> Backhand just straight backhanded to the head. They aren't afraid to tell it how it is at any time, and the uncensored nature of the show allows both listeners and hosts alike to tell us how they really feel at anyone's expense. They welcome feedback even if it's abusive. You could gain legend status very quickly for the wrong reasons and wake up laughing the next day. <laughs> Fans of the show gravitate to each other on social networks, in bars before games, even at school. This week in league is not just a podcast, it's more than that. It's a thriving community of rugby league lovers from all walks of life. Why haven't we met you yet? That is the best fucking review we've ever
2: had. I agree. That's fucking it's, it's, magnificent. It's fucking sensational. I love it. If I, like, really, if I read that about someone else yeah. and re- didn't, like, know us and yeah. realise how much of a load of shit that was in reference to us, because yeah. none of it's true, Yeah, um, fuck, I'd listen. <laughs>
1: you, 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 just, you download the lot of them and just basically. <laughs> Just grab some canned food and lock yourself in a room. I was going to say, a, with I'd lock myself in a room,
2: make a fort out of sheets and pillows, <laughs> and just listen to this weekend league yeah. in my undies. <laughs> Smothered in honey.
1: Exactly. Well, then, once again, here we go. Smothered <laughs> in honey. Surrounded by highlight reels of Sonny Bill Williams and Rennie Matua.
2: Dan Carter. Dan
1: Carter. Oh, just this, this love for rugby union players has got to stop. Oh, God, they're the enemy. Website, become a member of the Mighty Tool Nation by signing up at thisweekinleague.com. Bam, ESL tipping. We've got the results through from Oz Tips this week. They didn't shut the shit down when I was trying to look at it. So, number one, we've got a new number one. Rich the Tipster has taken the lead. Well, it's tied for the lead with the other one. Rich the Tipster up one place, the other one down one place. I assume alphabetically because they're on the same amount of points. How would I had get it last week? Warrior Bunny, Yeah, We'll get to you. Warrior <laughs> Bunny, he's gone up a place. Uh, Five points behind the leaders. That's five games behind the leaders. Tiger Benji, down one place. And he is four points further back. So he's uh, nine points off the lead. I'm a couple of games back in fifth. No change from last week. You're in seventh. No change. Fuck. 14 games behind me. Remember when you were pissing the ESL in? Like you were leading What have
2: I done? done? done. What's happened to me, Nathan? I don't know. What have you become? (laughs) What have you become? Abject failure is what I've become. Anyway.
1: NRL tipping speaking of abject (laughs) failures no change at the top of the table Fabsy on top 8 games ahead of Freak09 who is a further 1 game ahead of Bobby Bronco she's 2 games ahead of S Jack V who's 5 games ahead of me yes that's right I'm in 5th position but I'm 16 games off the fucking lead so that's 2 perfect rounds away fucking no chance Fabsy's got this in the bag she's a a full round ahead of 2nd place there's there's no way she can lose this with that yeah yeah She could forget to put her tips in and still win this. Easily. And she probably will. She probably will just to prove it can be done. Uh, You're in 36th. (laughs) No change. (laughs) Or maybe you're up one. I can't remember. Who cares? You hover around that 36,
2: 37. I don't care.
1: Punt club last week. We love punt club. Punt club love us.
2: But we don't. You know who doesn't love us? The punting gods. And some would say the boys at punt club are punting gods. And if that is true, well, fuck them. Because they don't love us at all.
1: <laughs> well, look, our punts would go a lot further if you weren't putting them on bullshit like 13 plus Tigers and Chris Lawrence first try scorers. <laughs> I mean, we had this discussion before we recorded tonight, like, you know, I'm the type of person like, you yeah, I think, oh, fuck, if I put that money on the bet, you know, what could I buy with it? You know, I've lost that money now. <laughs> like, what could I buy? It? And, you're, and you're the type of person that goes, look at what, look at what, if we win, look at what we'll get. Yeah. Neither strategy is working <laughs> no, for us no, at the moment. But I mean sometimes I can nurse a multi into into Monday night football, but usually yours is gone Friday
2: night. We did um <laughs> we did speak about the rather unfortunate bet that Mr. Wars had on the uh Paris South game where he put eighty bucks on power to win. He put it was um it was on a the, the half time, full time
1: split. I think it was South leading half time, Parramatta to win overall. Okay. He put eighty bucks on paying I think it was paying two dollars thirty five.
2: Mm. Um, <laughs> I I have a little confession to make. Um I did put through my own personal betting account. I did, at like literally two minutes before kickoff, I had this premonition and this bit of a vision that Parra were going to win. And I put five bucks on them to win. And I thought, well, I might slap a fiver on first try scorer. Mm-hmm. And I thought, South might get an early try but then probably fade because they yeah. can't back up after last week. It was a big performance. I thought, well, who's going to get their first try? probably going to be Inglis. So, hmm, hovered over Inglis, and then I thought, no. Nah, I think power will probably blast out of the blocks, given that they want to start well. <laughs> so I thought, oh, I could just imagine Jared Hayne throwing a cut-out ball to Luke Burt, and he'll dive over. Yep. Put yep. the money on Luke Burt. Hovered <laughs> over Inglis for a good minute and a half. Literally oh, just as it shut off. Put the money on Bert. It's the story of my year on the punt. Terrible. Terrible. Anyway,
1: Finally, we digress. something that uh, the odds are better and you can win. Our competition, first ever t-shirt ever, drawing the line in the sand now. Designs are finalized. Printers have just about to be been selected. This is it. You have got until, what should we call it? I mean, it's probably Friday this week. Yeah. Friday.
2: Kick off a Friday Night
1: Football this Friday. Get your iTunes reviews. The you know Facebook like and the the Twitter follow yeah for the conditions we'll, you we'll, yeah there's a link on the website yeah and the the link the link is uh to to go and look at the conditions of you know how you can win this competition to win the number one T-shirt off the production line and it will be numbered accordingly with Bitly, the number one with the number with the number one yeah all the all the first batch are going to be numbered but you know the number one is going to the winner of this competition like Highlander there will there can be only one number one okay. <laughs> Uh, The competition rules, bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash Twilcomp, T-W-I-L-C-O-M-P. That URL again, bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash Twilcomp. Go there, you'll see all the terms and conditions, blah, 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 blah. Enter, you've got till Friday, kick off of Friday Night Football, so 7.30pm to get it in, because we're going to be announcing winner damn quickly. That is
2: all I have. Um... Don't uh, forget the burger challenge.
1: Burger challenge, Sunday midday. Hit us on Twitter for more details. Uh, we'll put a details. link on the
2: website, but it's at Chompers, um, on Oxley Road at Oxley, not far from the driving range. Okay. So I do actually, I know where the driving range is, so... Uh We'll cool. put the links on the website or hit us up on Twitter. and Put a we'll Google map on the there, and shit. I
1: reckon. Sorry. Um, we'll put a Google map up there so people yeah, can sure. you know, plot their course. Uh, more the merrier. Uh, get in there and enjoy a, a delicious. But uh, at the end of the day, you don't abject...
2: have to. You don't have to eat one of the death burgers. Just exactly. Come and hang out with some fellow listeners of the show. Hook. You don't have to hook up with us. But this 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 fascination, Sorry, it's a, it's a, this, a, it's a terminology, mate. I guess this, obs- this
1: obsession you have with the people <laughs> hooking up with us. It does. I mean. It's not. This is not what. It's not why I started doing the show. I don't know about you, but
2: <laughs> if you haven't met us, maybe you'd like to meet us. If you've, yeah, maybe you don't want to meet us, and maybe you just want to have a tasty burger. And maybe say so, we'll go wait out in maybe, the car park. Well, just maybe, it.
1: if you're of the if you're of the type of mind, you know, frame of mind that you you would like to hook up with <laughs> Glenn, come along because clearly the last two weeks he's been he's he's. Giving off strong, strong vibes, <laughs> strong hookup vibes. How he's, sad is! Uh, he's he's uh, just the pheromones that are just in
2: the air. <laughs> and if you have any inclination that you do want to hook up with me, um, I guarantee that will all be washed away once you meet me. With a head like a drop pie, a smashed crab flavored drop pie. That is somehow perfectly round. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. just about enough from us this week. See ya. See ya.